by the time you hear this podcast, you'll owe somebody a hundred thousand dollars. Hey, you in the hat? Can I talk to you for a second? Excuse me, ladies, but I gotta talk to you. That was you singing, right? I knew it. I knew it wasn't Silk. He's been ghosting you. What do you mean ghosting me? Using your voice for Silk's. Yeah, but you know what? I'm having a good time, so... Hell no. Hell, you can't let him do that. You have got a beautiful voice. You can't let Timothy use the best of you. Well, what makes you think that's the best of you? There's, there's more? There's better? Well, I want some of that. <laughs> Welcome to By the Time You Hear This Podcast. I'm Greg. I'm Ben. And we're back with another episode. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. I can't, I can't help it. <laughs> so we're back with another episode. This is episode 123. One, two, three, and... Yeah, all that. So anyway, uh, thank you to everyone who's listened to us so far. Uh, right now, if you are watching us, um, I didn't really, this is just something we're experimenting on. We are live on Twitch. Um, I don't know what the URL is yet exactly. <laughs> I got a username, but I don't want to say it's just my username. We might be able to customize that in some way. So uh, you'll you'll figure that out. You'll find that out very, very soon. But we are live on Twitch. Uh, yeah, we're not playing any video games or uh we're not we're not doing a set, doing a DJ set or anything like that. But uh, if you're watching us, thank you for joining us. So, um, uh, you know, where? well, since you're watching us on Twitch, I guess we can say where you can find us. Yeah, uh, this is by the time you do this podcast, uh, you can find us on uh, iTunes or Apple podcast. If you have an iPhone, if you have an Android, we're on Google podcast. If you are um if you listen, use other podcast aggregate apps, uh, a phrase that Ben needs to trademark immediately. <laughs> uh, we are on Pocket Cast, CastBox, Castro Podcast, Satchel Podcast Player, Auto Radio, uh, Overcast, TuneIn, um, Spotify. Uh, yeah, that's enough. Yeah, that's a lot of them. <laughs> so we're, we're in all those places. Uh, if you want to listen to us on the go and you can follow us uh, on Facebook, facebook.com slash by the time you hear this spelled Y O U. And if you want to follow us on Instagram, where by the time you hear this spell with the letter U because we're urban. Yes, 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 we are. And that is the same spelling for our email address. By the time you hear this at gmail.com, send us your comments, <laughs> questions, concerns, show ideas. And if you're an independent artist, we'll play your music for absolutely free. So we have a guest on this podcast. It's been a while since he's been on. Uh, I haven't seen him in about 10 months uh, since Ben's wedding, yeah. <laughs> I think. <laughs> so, <laughs> but he is here to join us, and you're going to see him on the screen in just a moment. We have Abraham. What's going on, man? I really do appreciate you telling me uh, when the screen comes on. So I've been over here picking my nose and scratching. <laughs> 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 and I don't want people to think, that nigga, that nigga done just don't have COVID. He got, <laughs> he got, he got Ebola. Oh, oh, oh no. Oh, oh. We, we don't need that. 
You know, Obama cured that. That's, a, that's, that's, that's an Obama era <laughs> disease right there. <laughs> Obama came in was like, I, I take care of that. Don't let get, that come back because then he'll he'll blame Obama. <laughs> uh, uh, Are we getting old saying the Obama era? Yeah. It yeah. feels like that was so long ago. I mean, it was only four years ago. But, but man, it's been a world of difference, yeah. bro. Bro. Four yeah. years ago in dog years. Like. <laughs> <laughs> what, I'm, <laughs> what I'm mad about, not to give away the shop, is that Greg and Ben only invite me to to glorify terrible things, right? So wow. we had you on, we had you on for the hundredth episode, mm-hmm. uh-huh. and we had you on to 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 do a because five of the Jacksons. Mm-hmm. Okay, because I, I was listening to that clip the uh, the clip I posted on Instagram of that the other <laughs> night, and we're talking about a song that Michael wrote with Randy Jackson, mm-hmm. and <laughs> we had already been started saying like I think Abe said that. Like the other guys didn't write, only Michael wrote. Everyone else just proofread it. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're like, and like, you're like, Catherine Jackson's like, Michael, Michael, <laughs> let your brothers help you on this one. And then Bill was like, I can imagine that where. Like Michael, let your brothers help you, but but mom, they ain't got but no mom, talent. They they don't they're not talented like me. <laughs> <laughs> but mom, they trash. <laughs> so yeah, uh, we did it because five about the Jacksons for back in our uh, Michael Jackson appreciation month. That was a while ago. Was on yeah. that. Um, so Abe, uh, welcome to the podcast. And um, what have you been listening to, man? I yeah, I know you. You've been working from home. You said uh, you've been listening to any music. All right. So uh, this is a little bit of embarrassing. Well, not me, if you know me. Yeah. Uh, I've really been listening to Mary the Stallion, man. That, that Captain Hook shit. I don't think I know. Yeah. I'm not familiar with that song. Yeah, man. She's like, call that dick Captain Hook. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's just something about. It uh, sounds catchy. <laughs> it, it's just something about a woman who really controls their sexuality that just makes them even more sexy. You know, she got the cornrows. She, uh, you know, breasts and ass out. She was like, she just, you know. Make love to you savagely to make you a sandwich afterwards. She says she's a savage, so so she okay. probably will. Bring the, uh, bring the mic over to you a little bit. Uh, there you go. Yeah, you so know. Catch all the pretty words that you tell us. <laughs> no, uh, but <laughs> so you plan to move to? Uh, she's from Houston, right? You plan to move there? No, nah, man, they got that COVID out there. Fucking around with that. Yeah, Texas, Texas is seeing highs. Yeah, Texas is seeing highs, man. I, 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 I mean, we don't want to make no fun of it, but you know, it it is serious. Though. It, it, it very is. Yeah. It very is. And and, and then all the people who are listening out there, um, just let just let you know that your politicians have what we like to call a biosphere <laughs> around them. <laughs> so Secret Service, everybody who touches them, everybody who's around them mm-hmm. are all tested the all the time. So for lack of a better term, them motherfuckers can walk around without masks and yeah, shit, right? They understand the dangers. Right. They just don't care about you. They don't, they don't care about you, right? Who's they, their governor? Who's the governor of Texas right now? Um, That's a Republican governor, right? Of course. Um, damn, Texas is uh, red as they come. <laughs> Even the Hispanics, their vote red. No, they just don't vote. <clears throat> Greg well, Abbott. They, Greg Abbott. Thank I'll say you, when Greg. they did vote, they voted for. They came out in droves for um, George W. Oh yeah, but that I was mean, a different Republican. Saying though, but George, Bub, George W. was the compassionate Republican. Like yes, he, he did. He treated them with dignity. Like if you Mexican, not like you know people talk about <clears throat> Joe Biden. He said, "Well, if you black and you vote for Trump, then you ain't black." Uh. 
A couple of months later, I think he was speaking some truth on that, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think I think we can all agree if you black and you on that Trump train, I think you having an identity crisis, Uncle Ruckus, right? <laughs> no relation. Let me stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So uh, we got a couple of music news topics I wanted to to discuss. I sent Ben a text message about this uh, either yesterday or a couple. Yeah, of days that ago. was wild, man. I had to bump the song after I heard that. Oh, not about Huey. Oh, wasn't that sad? R.I.P. Huey, though. Yeah, Pop- I, I was popping that song. How many? How many girls grinded on me based on just that song? Countless. Countless, man. <laughs> Countless man, <laughs> and then I was looking at the video, and like the girls had like normal booties back then, but we used to think it was like the biggest booties in the world. I miss normal bitches. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw that um that that Takashi Six Nine video, um that Gooba, right? Well, uh, didn't that feel that? That was kind of weird too. One, I watched it on mute, mm-hmm. uh, so I have no idea what the song sounds like. But two. All the girls look, looked alike. <laughs> one, yes, they all looked alike, and they were all uh, surgically put together. Yes, I mean, it, it's like it's like the bad bitch um, set, right? You had ass, you have hair, and you're not light skin. You're not white, but you're not dark skin. Kind of like that creamy complexion. Like two of the bitches are legitimately twins, right? But like all the rest of them are not twins, but they all look together. And that's saying something. I'm looking at them now. Yeah, that, okay, what in the... Yes, they all look alike. They all look alike. He doesn't seem like he would be into this. <laughs> I mean, I think it's just I think it's just a little bit of the lifestyle that you lead, right? I mean... That's a cute dog. I don't know why he always kissing them dolls in the mouth, man. That's just always a little strange to me. I do like the video because of the whole rat thing when he put his umbrella down as a giant rat head. That. Okay, I'm going to close this. <laughs> yeah. So, were, were you talking about the name change? Yeah, so <clears throat> the Dixie Chicks changed their name. They are simply the Chicks now. That took a lot of thought. Have they lost their fangs? <laughs> well, they changed their name because of the Dixie is associated with uh, racism and the Confederate flag and Okay, so I'm a, can I have an unpopular opinion about this? It's probably going to be popular, but go ahead. Okay. <laughs> so we're all here. We're all black. You can see us on the um, on the video. Switch. And I think that what we wanted as a movement <clears throat> was for the stops to stop for the cops to stop killing us, right? We haven't got that, <laughs> but we've got all this extra shit that we didn't really ask for, right? It seems like. You order a steak, but they keep giving you, like, cupcakes and shit. Like, yes, I, I love cupcakes, but I kind of came here for the steak. Can we have the steak first, right? I don't care <laughs> about um, the Dixie Chicks changing their name. Um, Lady Antebellum changing their name. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, who, yeah. It's It almost makes me think of, well, we're all out of um, stopping police brutality. Would you like some Sprite? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Is Pepsi okay? <laughs> you come, you come in for. Uh, can we have equal justice under the law? Uh, We're sold a, out. That's like, a tall ass. That's a tall ass. But what we can do, what we can do, is take Uncle Ben off rice. It's like a PS4 at Christmas. Like <laughs> they just Aunt out. Jemima off the syrup. They're just out. They're like, we don't have any PS4s. The state of Mississippi <laughs> is going to change their flag. Now, that's actually pretty I'll big. say that actually, that's, I, that's, yeah, that's that surprised the crap out of me. That's some huge shit. That's some huge shit. Georgia's got to be next, though, because that is. I thought it was already off our flag. 
No. No. Shows what I know. Well, <laughs> no. The current Georgia flag is just a remix of the original Confederate flag. Well, well oh, okay. let's think about this. So the mis- <laughs> so the history of the Confederate flag is Oh, it went through many changes. Right, historic, right. So there's actually no official Confederate flag, right? Because the movement in and of itself was not organized to the point to have an official state flag. Mm-hmm. What they did is have a whole bunch of battle regiment flags, mm-hmm. right? Um, Georgia adopted one of the battle regiment flags, right? Mississippi adopted the one with the <clears throat> X. Now, the one with the X was only um, came about after yeah. the civil rights movement when they started giving you know black people some semblance of rights, right? Mm-hmm. And Mississippi was like, uh, no, fuck that. So they put that <laughs> on their flag, and 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 that's why them changing it in Mississippi is such a big deal because if you want to go and see racism, oh. right? If you want to go like the top ten paces Ooh. of racism, you think Atlanta's like number one? No, we like ten. The first one is Mississippi. Mississippi is scary. Mississippi is like scary racist. Like. I will not go out in Mississippi at night by myself. Wasn't like a time to kill filmed in Mississippi. I want to say every I don't know John if it was Grisham filmed there, film, but it takes place there. Yeah, every what? John Grisham movie takes place. In it was probably that. filmed there. It's probably filmed in Natchez. I think that's all. Yeah. And every place in Mississippi. Every time I think about that movie, I think about a time to kill with them sweaty niggas. They right? were just sweating. <laughs> everybody. Sandra Bullock was just sweating. everybody. He just had a. But you know who didn't sweat? for Sutherland. He oh. wasn't really sweating. He was cooled by the racism. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> he was just, I was like, Kiefer not really sweating. Neither is his other friend with the really messed up looking mullet. Like they were, like don't get, like Kiefer and that other dude, they looked like they were born there. Like Kiefer, little convincing, little too convincing as a racist. Well, well, that's, that's one of the weirdest things about um, Kiefer and Donald Sutherland's relationship. Like, they be in the same movies and we just gonna pretend like these motherfuckers don't look alike, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, when I see him, I'm like, uh, clearly that's your dad. Can we just write this in the movie and, and make this a thing? Hey, that would be, I said there should be a prequel to A Time to Kill where Lucian the guy who's disbarred Donald Sutherland's character. Uh-huh. Let's see him practice law. They talk about how good he was. Yeah. Make a prequel. John Grisham, if you're listening, write the prequel. Uh, well, see, that's the problem with movies, being When you get prequels, you get glitter. That's what we're going to talk about today. Oh, right? God. I hope not. <laughs> we get people who have a good idea that sounds good on paper, and they get all what they think is the right people in the back end involved in it, and then it just turns into a colossal yeah. mess. Well, right? I was going to say the guy who directed it just passed away, so we can't get Joel Schumacher to do it. Yeah, I thought Batman with the with the Batman nipples would have killed him. Nah, he because he's outside of that, he's made some really good films. Yeah, yeah. It's just for some reason, and this is why, if you are trying to make a superhero movie, bruh, and unless you're okay with Warner Brothers taking over, don't do it, because that's what Warner Brothers does. Like we want bat nipples and a credit card that says <laughs> Batman. But, I, but see, and then we haven't talked about this, and I don't want to go into a set way because this topic is a uh, episode in and of itself. But Beyonce and Black Panther too. I think that was just a fan who made a suggestion, and it got blown way out of proportion. When it got to the petitions, like, she hey, better look, not show up a storm. I don't know if anyone at Marvel or Disney has even talked to Beyonce about Black Panther too. I, I I will hope it doesn't happen because you just can't get Beyonce to sing on your track and then go away. Right, she has to act on it too, and I think that's where the rubber meets the road. Like, there's nothing against Beyonce, phenomenal person, phenomenal woman, phenomenal talent. 
The problem is she's just too talented. So I can't envision her doing anything else but singing. So when she starts acting, it's just like a giant hole. Like when I was watching <laughs> when I was watching Lion King, I was supposed to feel some kind of way. You know, his dad just died. He meets Nala for the first time. He, she's like, Simba. And Nala and, and Simba turn around in my mind, he's like, Beyonce? <laughs> I still haven't seen that movie. <laughs> me neither. I, I just yeah. I saw the original. That was enough for me. So uh I, I think we were talking about the name change for Yes, for the, the yeah. and so yeah. <clears throat> So um, it's not what we asked for. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, so uh, everyone is familiar with the Prince album "Sign of the Times," mm-hmm. which, depending on who you are, it might be his best album. But any of them could be considered his best <laughs> album, honestly. Uh, any of his albums, but there's going to be a re-release of "Sign of the Times" with 63 unreleased tracks. I just Why? think it's going to be a whole lot of moaning. Right. Why? Why are we doing this? Why do we continue to walk all over this man's legacy? Can't people just die? Not anymore. <laughs> well, <laughs> when you have a family that uh, you probably didn't take care of in the way that they wanted you to, yeah, they want money. And he's got the if the if the vault is for real, that has thousands yeah, upon just... thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of. <clears throat> hours of unreleased material you're gonna look to yeah. it's a it might be a cash grab do you think it's so you think it's a cash grab ben yeah it's a cash grab like like the fact that i was happy you had me at we got his stuff on streaming great you 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 know you just made his music more accessible to a wider audience and a younger audience at that now you're just like all these bots like you got to stop and what makes me mad <clears throat> that there's no there's no Dave Grohl and Chris Novoselic to stop this because Courtney <laughs> Love was going to do this with Kurt Cobain if it was up to her she'd release I think everything what did we get one new song yeah we got one new song one new song and it was on a greatest hits album that she fought to not have it on because she thought that it could have been the greatest thing ever and and Dave and Chris were like, sit down. And Prince doesn't have, he doesn't have those people to like, be like, what are you guys like? No, stop it. Because Chris and Dave had, of course, they had a lot of equal say in, you know, a lot of the Nirvana stuff where Prince was just Prince. He doesn't, you know, no one from the new power generation or the revolution can come up and be like, hey, stop this because you're not going to listen to them. And it kind of sucks. And they're just walking you, all over him. Have you seen them niggas? Have you seen Nikki Free? <laughs> 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 like, wouldn't it? Okay, so. After this, that 80s glamour goes away and that, <laughs> you just look weird. <laughs> uh, so this, so it's actually 45 previously unreleased tracks. That's still too many. That's too many. <laughs> so I think they, it's going to be like 62, 63 tracks altogether. Are they, are they all one minute? No, no, they're not. They're like twelve-inch mixes. Yeah, uh, well, some of them are. So this is, it's going to include uh, a live performance from the Netherlands. Okay, uh, what what is he singing in the Netherlands? I, well, it's just a concert. Oh, oh okay, so it's gonna be his whole concert. Yeah, <laughs> a Miles Davis concert film that he perform when he performed with Prince at Paisley Park on New Year's Eve, nineteen eighty-seven. 
Okay, that's kind of interesting. That's kind of interesting. One hundred and twenty-page book featuring Prince's previously unseen handwritten <laughs> lyrics. I could. Uh, some never-before-seen photographs. And <laughs> do you want me to speak yet? Or you? Well, hold on. Uh, okay, so it's got the original. I think it was ten tracks of the original album, <laughs> and then uh, the second one is seven. B side, like he would release a song and have a B side that wasn't yeah. on the album. Mm-hmm. It was just like this other new song, mm-hmm. um, which was ones like "You Got the Look." If I was your girlfriend, I could never take the place of your man. How come you don't call me? Yeah. Uh, Adore. Yeah. That's on the second. Those are the B side, <clears throat> so we know about those songs. Okay. And then there are single mixes and edits um, of some of these songs. Seven single edits, seven inch singles, uh, 12 inch singles, a dub version. Um, <laughs> he, has a, he has a seven inch edit of Housequake and then a seven minutes Moquake. So it's. Is there a chop the screw version? Of <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then um, it has an early, early version of I Can Never Take the Place of Your Man. Because because we need that clearly. <laughs> uh, a song you did with Miles Davis, um, the ballad Dorothy Parker with horns. It says, um, "A place in heaven," but it's spelled backwards, so that's the name of the song. And then uh, some more unreleased stuff. That's on part <laughs> seven and eight. I guess this is a thirteen LP set. So that's on seven and eight. Nine and ten is more stuff. Uh, Eleven, twelve, and thirteen is the live concert, and then the D- a DVD of the concert with Miles Davis on New Year's Eve, nineteen eighty-seven. How much they sell this for? Like two hundred bucks, I bet. Bitch, it doesn't have a price. Oh, that means it's expensive. <laughs> Shit, but it's yeah, it's one thousand okay. dollars. Okay, so <laughs> oh wait, I could let's see, let's see what the pre-order is here. You uh, better not. okay so this is right off the the prince website um all right the a hundred and nope three hundred dollars oh sweet jesus christ all right that's the that's all the lps that's the dvd that's the booklet with the lyrics and the pictures and yeah all right so here's here's my two cents when i die I'm going to tell my family to just go through all of my miscellaneous trash at my house. <laughs> it, doesn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't necessarily have to mean that I liked it or even wore it all the time, but you can add intrinsic value on grief, right? So you can say, you know, I got an old pair of FUBU shorts, right? You know, the, the, crotch, the crotch is blown out of them, but you can sell that as like vintage um, shorts that I wore when I first thought of my first sonnet or whatever. <laughs> it, it, it literally is somebody going through his house, taking all his trash and <laughs> boxing it up and putting it in the boxes. Like these albums. With the bow. With the bow. <laughs> With the bow. With the exactly. Bow. <laughs> like these albums were cut for a reason. Like when Tupac died, and everybody was on that train that Tupac was still alive <laughs> and he's still going to be releasing these albums. 
I actually listened to one of those tracks with like previously unreleased stuff where they were saying it was the new Tupac mm-hmm. and it was trash. <laughs> and the reason why it was trash because Tupac <laughs> cut it. This was just, when you were a musician and Ben and Greg, you, they're artistic so they know this better than I do. They just have stream of conscious thought that they have to weed out to get to the gold, right? You don't always mine gold straight out. You have to get, you have to go through a lot of shit for you get to gold, right? I don't want to buy Prince's shit, okay? <laughs> <laughs> but you you make a good point because, yeah. and, and specifically with the Tupac example, because if we go back and listen to Tupac, we're listening to All Eyes on Me, mm-hmm. yeah, Me Against the World, yeah, and. People who are the super fans listen to Machiavelli. Yeah. Everything after that, outside of like changes, we don't listen to any of the Tupac <laughs> songs. I mean, and, and, the, and the only reason why they sell it to you, and that's why capitalism is like, when people say I'm an American and I believe in capitalism and I'm a Christian, those two are diametrically opposed to each other. Because literally, capitalism is saying, look, I know this person died and you sad. So I went through his garbage <laughs> and gave you his shit. Now pay me the money for it. the hell out of this guy. So, so if you listen to it just enough, you can almost envision like he's still alive. Now, yeah. what I want to see is a remake of Purple Rain. Now, who will play Prince? We need somebody young. Not Bruno some, Mars. Oh, not, not him. No. Some people want him to play <clears throat> Prince in a biopic. One. A uh, word? No. But see, the problem is. He, do we know if he can act? If And because that's a question, we can't do that. It's not, about, it's not about acting. It's not about acting. Like, I watched Purple Rain, which is a horrible movie, by the way. It's about the domestic violence. Oh my God! We need, <laughs> we, we, <laughs> we, need we need a musician who has either hit a bitch or accused of hitting a bitch. I vote Chris Brown. No. Chris Brown is okay because I, I I anyone who's followed who follows me on Instagram, look, you can be too. Chris Brown is too physically big to play Prince. Yeah. Yeah, him and them speedos. He is would like 6'2. Yeah. <laughs> right, 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 right. Chris Brown is is much taller than people and think. And lanky. Because <laughs> I saw this on, I don't know if anybody's watched the show on BET. I haven't watched an episode of it, but American Soul, which no. is about the uh, rise of Soul Train, like Don Cornelius and what he went through to get to make Soul Train Ooh, what it look became. This up. I didn't know this was a thing. <laughs> They're on season three. Right now, I think. Oh man, is it on BET? It's on BET. Okay, that makes sense. That's uh, it has a dude who played. Um, anybody watch Power? He played Sean, the the driver. Who he playing? He played Don. He plays Don Cornelius. He kind of looked like Don Cornelius, though. I can see that. But the aside from that, there was an episode. I think it just like from last <clears throat> week. It was how you know James Brown was on Soul Train. James Brown is played by Darius McCrary. We all know it's Eddie Winslow. <laughs> he's still acting? Still acting. One, yes, he's still acting. Hey, Two. Ben, ben, why do you still work? Why do you still work, Ben? Because <laughs> I need money. Because that gas bill ain't going to pay itself. <laughs> but here's the thing, though. I had, I look, Darius McCrary is six foot three. That nigga's huge, yeah. Yeah. James Brown was five six. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Did they put that, did they put that awful James Brown wig? They put a wig on him. <laughs> on Darius McQuarrie. Just look at Darius McQuarrie as James Brown. 
you know, I mean, the wig, the the wig's not bad, but it's still a wig. It's still it, it's a wig, but it's like you are too big to play James Brown. Amen. But I mean, they made uh, chat with both and Thurgood Marshall, and they don't look anything like. Man, still not as bad as Sidney Poitier as Thurgood Marshall. <laughs> <laughs> that was the worst. Or if you want to, if you want to be old school, John Wayne is Genghis Khan. You know that that, that was a movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Pilgrims in Mongolia. Um, <laughs> that should be the documentary about the making of that movie, Pilgrims in Mongolia. I'm I'm gonna lobby for that. Um. So yeah, uh, I. It's gonna be very hard <clears throat> to. It has to be one that 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 whoever plays Prince, it will have to be someone. Unknown, but who can act? And two, they're probably gonna be British. Nah, I mean, it, 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 again, I just have to see them because every time I watch Purple Rain and, and Quiet as it's kept, I just watched it. Right, I was on a long flight, I was bored, and everybody talked about how good it was. What movie? The Purple Rain. Oh, you <laughs> it was good. <clears throat> everybody said it was good. Right, um, people talk about it like it's the second coming now. The song is awesome. Yeah, it's great. The oh, the song is awesome. The movie, and we're gonna segue this into this other trash that we're about to review. <laughs> but the movie, <laughs> the movie is just a couple. It's like a cobbled scene of just random events that have no conclusion. Conclusion. Like he is mean to this girl the whole time. He hitting her, throwing her in the water, talking about she ain't shit. One performance to another. That's what? that's what you're trying to get to. I, <laughs> and then at the end of it, like I guess his mom, his dad shot. Him. I don't know what happened in the basement with his dad, but then like somehow it all worked out and became an awesome movie, simply because that soundtrack. Nothing was re- resolved, right? We don't even know if he won a competition that he was trying to do at the end, right? <laughs> all we know is that <laughs> two things: Purple Rain, right? And um, um, I I will die for you. Yeah, it's the only thing we know about the end of that. That's all you need to know. <laughs> I mean, the, that's one of those where the soundtrack just outweighs the the film, and even on a um, maybe a smaller scale, um, under the cherry moon. Okay, the, I forgot the, he did the, that. Movie. The other Prince movie, the the second Prince, he actually has three movies. Oh, what's so the, the third physical graffiti, graffiti bridge? Graffiti bridge, yeah. Okay. Is it like a Marvel Cinematic Universe? <laughs> <laughs> Well, Graffiti Bridge is supposed to be the sequel to Purple Rain. Oh, okay. Jesus. Under the Cherry Moon was just this other... I don't know if we'll, if, they'll, if this will be um, a future episode, but in the 80s, a lot of people were obsessed with the 30s. And what I mean is there were a lot of um, music videos where people wanted to be like, oh, this is... Uh, we're in Manhattan in 1936. Does that explain? And that's what under the cherry moon was. That's part of. I think that's part of it. Okay. That's that's part of the why that movie. Why Eddie Murphy wrote that movie because he he was looking back at the 30s. But under the cherry moon is one. It's that it takes place in the 30s, I believe, and it's it's filled in black and white. But Mm -hmm. it looks like everything is too bright. Like it's too bright. Like when you're filming, when you're filming light skinned or white people, and the light is just too bright on them. It looks very um, high contrast. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I haven't seen it, but 
the best thing about Under the Cherry Moon is the soundtrack, which is actually his album Parade. Okay. So it's not Under the Cherry Moon soundtrack. And if, this, <laughs> and if the soundtrack is good or the song is good, the movie can be trash. Like Bodyguard was trash, right? But uh, Bodyguard was pretty bad. But, I did not like that movie. But that song she sang for Bodyguard was just so good. Batman. The fa- soundtrack won album of the year. Exactly. Yeah. Batman uh, Forever. Don't talk about Batman. I like Batman Forever. Batman Forever's trash. I like the it. The only reason why it's good. It's not as bad as Batman and Robin. But the soundtrack for Batman Forever carried that. I guess it's also not as good as though Batman Returns, though, yeah. and, and yeah. their first Batman. So, yeah. but I, I want to say the Batman Forever soundtrack is one of those things where movie producers was like, you know what? We really need to start paying attention to these soundtracks. Because not only is the Batman Forever soundtrack good, it has some random artists on there, right? Yeah. <laughs> it has like anybody who want to be on there. They had um, Waris. Who was that? Seal. Seal. You right. said Walrus. <laughs> that goes out to Justin. Justin said he looked like a walrus. Okay. <laughs> and, um, but he married Heidi Klum, so. Amen, Winnie. He and got the last laugh. <laughs> I think I think I think when they were making him, God was like, oh my God, man, you left him in the oven too long. All right, all right. We're 50. Just give him a voice. Give him a really good voice. Give him a really good voice. <laughs> so um Yeah, I, I don't I don't know what this uh it's gonna be very hard to make a Prince movie. Just like I mean, I think he's one of those artists to where it's almost impossible to make a movie about that person's life because you won. You got to do it right. You can't. You can't. His just, fan base is pretty rabid. Yeah, <laughs> and it can't. Fan base. You, you can't just. Just like I. I think it would. There's a short. There's a. There's a list. Like I think Prince, Michael Jackson. I say the Beatles. Um, Beyonce when she Beyonce yeah. will be at that point. It'll be very hard to make a movie about any that of satisfies them. their fan base. Well, okay. Like okay. Marvin Gaye has been. Uh, I think I showed you the trailer or that the Jesse Green, not Jesse Green, Jesse L. Martin. Yeah, Jesse L. Martin yeah. as as Marvin Gaye. <clears throat> it's it's still while I think he has the look to pull it off. Not anymore. <laughs> not anymore because because that, that was like I think this this is like twenty years old maybe, but it it's. I don't think it's just the 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 getting the rights to all the music. It's the story, and you yeah. want to get things right, even if you take dramatic liberties to where okay, he wasn't wearing that exactly on that day, or they weren't in this exact location. But this is how this situation went. Mm-hmm. I mean, you still got to have those parts of the story to be right. Well, but, mean, and if something's off, then depending on the fan base, they're gonna they're gonna come at you. I mean, look at the. Just another example is the Sonic movie. Okay. All right. So <laughs> Sonic so, the Hedgehog movie. So this like goes, this don't look like Sonic and then they changed the entire thing. So so here's the thing. You have to balance when you create a movie, you have to balance the silliness of reality um with the realism of the movie. Right. So um back in the day we just accepted Prince and the rest of the revolution with these grown ass men and these perms and these tight ass pants. <laughs> um, <laughs> and like this um, strange French um, Renaissance blouses and shit they used to wear. Like, if they made that in a real movie, this shit would be silly, right? Um, Beyonce um, just dropping her, her friends that she grew up with. And bringing in Michelle and all of us are just supposed to move on. Like that's not like a, a big thing in this whole movie. And th- and that that's part of the story that they probably don't want to tell. Exactly. Like, okay, how are these two girls kicked out of the group? And you got two new girls with mm-hmm. a new music video. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And it, like it was like 
literally Beyonce <laughs> say, these are my girls in Source Magazine. And then, like, next week, the bitch is gone. So yeah. that's the silliness that you have to balance when you create a movie because it takes you out of the realism, even though we actually lived. It will be cut. That part will be cut. Right. I mean, because there's no way to do it and do it in the right way. So we're going to have to start talking about this bad movie. And we keep skating around it because it's so awful. But um, remember this point here. We'll get to it. Um, this goes back to what I'm saying now about silliness. Um, they were trying to go for period, um, accurate clothing with, um, Mariah Carey. And she had that Dwayne Wayne hat on, you know, the, the flip, the flip hat. It's supposed to be what, what bikers wear. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 And, and it looks stupid, right? Especially on her, right? But <laughs> bad, bad researchers. But let's let we can let's yeah. save that for yeah, yeah. We okay, got well, we got we got plenty of ammunition. <laughs> well, let's let's do this. Uh, we'll go to Ben's earworm of the week. So tell us about it. Oh, we're going to earworm. Okay. Um, um, this is uh, this is Human by the Human League, written by Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, written and produced by them, and I, I feel it needs no introduction. All right. So this is. Human by the Human League, <laughs> and uh, we'll be right back. That is Human by The Human League. And you can find that on our BTT YT Earworms playlist right now on Spotify, in case you want to know where that playlist was. <laughs> Imagine new edition singing this, man. <laughs> it does sound like a new edition song, man. It's Jimmy Jam, man. Jimmy yeah. Jam and Terry Lewis, man. They probably, I, I'm, I would like to, I'm going to look up the history of this song because I don't believe they wrote this for The Human League. This is different from anything they've ever done. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. But would you? But the only problem is, it seems like it's more than one person singing. In the new edition, you only had uh, Ralph and. I mean, you had other dudes, but it was mostly, it was both it was mostly Ralph. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All the rest of them until like the nineties, and when Bobby's like, "I can sing." I, I well, were they? Well, no, they. 
early on, like they, it was just Ralph singing because he was considered but everybody the Michael had a part. Jackson. Right, right, right. Uh, Mike was a rapper. Yeah. Uh, Ricky did the low part because he he was he was going to be he was kind of like a co lead singer, but then uh, he went through puberty and his voice got <laughs> deeper, and they needed that high voice, so Ralph did all the parts. But Ricky did the because uh, I love you and I need you. Yeah, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis let him sing, mm-hmm. but on the previous stuff, he was they weren't working with Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. They were working yeah. with other people, and Ralph had to do everything. Yeah, he but, he did all the heavy lifting. But like, if you look at the um, if you look at the the movie, like the DVD with a straight to um, straight to BET, with straight to BET, right? The other people got a better end of the deal. Like Ralph was out there singing, they were like, "Hey man, you sing, we go out here and slay these hoes. <laughs> <laughs> we got your Playboy." <laughs> <laughs> we just sit in the house, eat wings, and slay these hoes, and you out there singing. <laughs> and then when he came back, they didn't get him a big piece of chicken. Hey, <laughs> 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 man, what my chicken at? Nah, man, we ate that. Um. Okay, so we are. I'm ready. We're we're at the point too where we talk about mm-hmm. our primary topic. <clears throat> so people who follow us on Instagram and Facebook, you know what we're going to be talking about. Um. I uh, somehow convinced uh, Ben and Abe to uh, suffer through watching this film. <laughs> I mean, it's not that bad when you start making your own jokes, right? So like, that's the point. <laughs> when you when you when you become awful, and I'm going to be awful doing this whole show, it, it's actually pretty funny. All right, so we're talking about the movie Glitter, um, the Mariah Carey vehicle. I the guess you Citizen might say. Kane of, 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 <laughs> <laughs> of musical movies. <laughs> Step back five heartbeats. <laughs> Hold your horses, Temptations from DET. We got Glitter. So Glitter came out in 2001. Um, uh, as we, on the last episode where Ben said he was a fan of Vondi Curtis Hall. Not anymore. <laughs> I let him know that. Do you know he directed Glitter, right? <laughs> Not <laughs> anymore. What else did he direct? I don't know, and I don't want to know. Okay. Oh, we're going to find out right now. <laughs> it felt like this was his first film, and it felt like everyone who made it, this was their first, This was their learning curve. <laughs> and some of them didn't make it all, man. Some people you see, like, um, I watched it on my Plet server, and, um, like, for every actor, they have, like, a little picture. Um, and then it shows anything else they've been on. Like some of these people ain't even gotten pictures, right? <laughs> so um, they never made it out. His this was his second full length feature. Mm-hmm. His, Jesus, what was his first? His first one was Gridlocked, uh, two he, with Tupac and Tim Roth. Yeah. Wow. That was his directorial debut. Okay. Um, <laughs> after Glitter, he directed a couple of episodes of ER uh, and Firefly. He did Firefly? Which is a cult classic. He directed an episode of Firefly. An episode, okay. That might be the uh, He directed an episode of The Shield. Which one? Uh, it was one called Insurgents. He did one episode. I mean, the show was on for eight seasons. The Shield was awesome. Um, He did uh, Redemption, the Stan, the, the Tookie Williams story with Jamie Foxx. Yeah. What? Okay, so he... What the... He did an episode of Gossip Girl. I, an yeah, episode the, of Boston Legal. What the... But he... How did he... Ben, it's not his fault. This was Mariah's fault. And as soon as you said, it's not your fault, I just thought of Good Will Hunting. Uh, he also did the, uh, <laughs> I didn't know there was one, the Tony Braxton Lifetime movie. 
God, I want to watch that. God, I want to watch that. Um, he did waist deep. Yeah, with Tyrese. Which one was waist deep? Um, with Tyrese and Megan Good. Oh in man, the game. Let me tell you something. This, 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 the game had a glass eye or something. Let, like let's that. take a pause. Let's take a pause. One of the all-time fine women movies next to Selma Hayek and Desperado was <clears> when <throat> Megan Good walked into that damn bank. Do y'all remember that? And they didn't. Like, I haven't seen that movie in so long. Oh, they had like a close-up on the booty and everything. <laughs> it was just nice. It was nice. <laughs> Uh, if I can find it, I'll, I'll. I think it's on Netflix, actually. Oh yeah! I can't believe he's. I figured glitter was it. Like I figured, like they were just like never again. <laughs> <laughs> you can some, never. some people careers survived this, and uh, some people didn't. Yeah. So um, this was directed by Vondi Curtis Hall, uh, written by I don't know whose people are. Anyway, so this is the Mariah Carey movie because in the early two thousands, when uh, if you were a big music star. You did a movie. Um, it probably stopped around this time because I think uh, Eminem did Eight Mile the next year. Mm-hmm. Um, but Eight Mile was actually good. Well, mm-hmm. Eight Mile was the good. last part of it was good. Yeah, Eight Mile. Uh, yeah, it, was de- it was good. I like the it. two the two guys we don't care about from NSYNC had a movie. Oh, is that the uh, on the on line? On the line. <laughs> <laughs> Never saw it. Looked awful. Who's that? Lance Blance? La- Lance, Lance Bass, Bass and, and Joey Fat One. I mean, for talking. <laughs> He's the fat one. Well, you ever seen the episode of um, Adult Swim where yeah. they call him Fat One and he's like <laughs> fighting in a karate tournament <laughs> and they call him Fat One and at the end they're like, yeah, because we're like the spirit of like NSYNC comes to help him. And he goes like, yeah, guys, because together we're stronger than we ever were al- to, <laughs> alone. And Justin goes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a classic sketch if you've never seen it, but. So, because um, this wasn't too far after, before, um, from Justin Kelly as well, after American Idol. This was before. No, I'm saying it wasn't like, it wasn't too far after I that for- they made that movie. Yeah. I forgot yeah. about that trash movie. But yeah. I hope, I never liked that Justin Garini dude. Probably you know what I just found out and I had no idea? Little Sweet. He's Little Sweet. Yep. In the Dr. Pepper commercials. Little Sweet. Yeah, the dude who it like. It was like um, a Prince parody. Yeah, have you seen the Dr. Pepper commercials with the guy who's be singing? No. I'll show you these later. Okay. You'll like you'll you'll laugh. So anyway, uh let's get into these uh I, I got some notes here. I know Me Ben too. has some notes. Abe has has some what? opinions, I'm sure. Well well can can we start? We're gonna start, I'm starting at the beginning. Yeah, that's where my, my notes My start. notes were taken in order. Okay, so start from the beginning and pull me in. Cause... Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so the, yeah. The, yeah, the first scene is uh the the person who would be um Billy Frank's mother, Lillian Frank. And she was singing. She was doing an AA sing-along. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, it was color graded because it's a memory. So yeah. you got to you gotta do that. But she was, like, obnoxiously drunk. She was, <laughs> <laughs> she was pretty drunk. On stage. Yeah. Yeah. Which is embarrassing if you're uh, a performer. First thing I thought it was, like, um, who, the first thing I had was, who is this little white girl? <laughs> oh my god it's I'm not mixed no okay, bitch <laughs> you white you, you are not mixed <laughs> not mixed with white <laughs> <laughs> you you were mixed with Russian and Italian yeah. uh, <laughs> so the <laughs> <laughs> she did a lot of Italian oh man oh, so um yeah the, the AA sing along where um the mother and daughter sing together was um, that uncomfortable for y'all when she's like calling her up there yeah, yeah. I was I like, was like 
That's she, a lot of pressure. She didn't seem like she wanted to be up there. Yeah. She, who no. want, come who, on up here. Who wanna want to be a part mom. of that train wreck? <laughs> come on up here. I don't want to, mom. Come on up here. Come I'm up here. You. Come <laughs> so. up here and enjoy me in my misery. <laughs> <laughs> so uncomfortable. Uh, the next note I had, because that was that was where I didn't have anything much about that, about that scene. But you when they about go, the daddy? When they go to see the dad, the only thing I wrote was, Dad looks like the personification of white guilt. <laughs> oh man, the way he opened the door, like he peeped. Oh, guilty. He's your daughter. Like shit. shit. If I didn't, then, he, was, then he, count, he counts the money and, and he just gives it the whole thing. <laughs> he was like, he, said, he was like, nah, nah, how much, nah, how much I'm gonna get these little darkies? Oh fuck, she my baby. All right, I'm gonna give you the whole stack <laughs> of dollars. <laughs> she just said, Are you sure you had her? <laughs> But like, it's a little light. But like the messed up part was is at the end she had to give up the daughter. And like even though she gave her like a heart to heart, like the real conversation mm-hmm. was like, look, baby, mama's in love with two things, singing and sauce. <laughs> <laughs> I, I must have missed something because I only watched it once. Was there a scene of the mom taking drugs? Yeah, yeah. she falls asleep on the couch. Yeah, with she the, was with the, with the cigarette. With the yeah. cigarette, yeah. I thought she was. I, I thought it was a cigarette. It was like, okay. She needs to go to rehab for cigarettes. Because <laughs> that's it? what it looked. Because I'm like, I don't, I don't remember any needles or any powder. They made alcoholism seem uh, yeah. like it was crack, right? <laughs> like she couldn't do anything else. She was like a legitimate wino. Now, <laughs> I was disappointed when she smoked and it lit on fire that she survived. Like if we're if we're doing fantasy, burn the mama up. Like the daughter, <laughs> the daughter wakes up to here. Give her some real pain. Yeah, a bone curdling scream that she thought was just like a note, but it was like a, her mama actually on fire. <laughs> and then, and then, Mommy, you can hit the high note too. <laughs> like, like, all she hears, <laughs> someday. Let me stop. Let me stop. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. The, so I thought I thought mom went to rehab for cigarettes. Uh, nah, I didn't see any drugs. She was she was legitimately too much sauce. Yeah, I think my ne- my next note was she goes, "I'm mixed." She said that so hard. Like, and it seemed like she was channeling like Mariah Carey was like. Mariah Carey's race has always been like ambiguous. Yeah, you never knew what she was. Right. Uh, I remember this one guy in college was so in love with Mariah Carey. And I was like, I thought you didn't like black chicks. She's not black. What is she then? <laughs> you don't know. I see the problem is you got to see Mariah Carey um, when Hero came out. When she had them, uh, ooh, this going to sound bad, but y'all know me. When she had them nigga curls. <laughs> what? <laughs> She had those all. She had those very early in her career. Yeah, those those, those mulatto curls, mm-hmm. right? Um, but you know, now she's straightening her hair. Yeah, she keeps straightening because she got them nigga curls, right? Anyway, but uh, <laughs> her kitchen is not all the way Aryan. That's all I'm trying to say. Oh my right? god! <laughs> wow, you heard it here first, <laughs> first folks. Oh god! Like, like the daddy, the daddy was just the daddy was just about to let her in. He was like, well, I can't take the mama because she bitch came here with a fro, right? <laughs> and I'm in Manhattan. It ain't going to work. But the little girl came. Like, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, yes. <laughs> you got them nigga curls. She's <laughs> your daughter. <laughs> yeah, I know. I see. I thought she was. <laughs> I'm next. Like, it was just, she said it really hard. And if we are to believe this is supposed to be the Mariah Carey story, that was Mariah Carey yelling, I'm mixed. <laughs> That was overdubbed. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was like for the last time I told y'all I'm mixed. 
<laughs> until the cops come. Ooh. Oh, ho, ho. Oh, boy. Mm. Anyway. Mm, mm, mm. So, All yeah. right. Next note. So, Set in the uh, 80s, huh? I was like, huh. So she, uh, <laughs> so she, she goes to the orphanage. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then uh, she she meets two friends and then all of a sudden it's ten years later. Paul, Paul, you know what I just wrote? those are her friends from the orphanage, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. but Paul's from the orphanage. I'm this Paul's about something else. There's two things in this movie that bothered me. Every time she has a a lonely moment, mm-hmm. she picks up this random cat that is nowhere else in the movie. Like no, she, she had the cat as a kid. Yeah, she brought the cat to the orphanage. But when she left her her homeboy, she picked up this random cat. I never see the bitch feed him. She just mm-hmm. picked up a cat. And this Actually, I was cat. very surprised because I was like, how's that cat still alive? <laughs> is, that, is this the same cat? <laughs> kid was like, oh, they can live to 20 years. I was like, so, so I'm just supposed mm, to believe that's the same cat though? The two little girls she met, one of them was Puerto Rican, right? Yeah. And the other one, one was, was black. Did she say she was black? The other was the brat. Well, yeah, she <laughs> said yeah. she was the brat, but did she say she was black? I don't know what no. they said they were. Hey, they're they starting to be the brat. Okay. Ten years later. Yeah, they just said, like, what are you? Because, like, who just asked that question? What are you? I'm mixed. Well, they look confused. Because when she walked in. Well, every... when you're nine years old. Yeah. What else you what ask, do you right? ask? I mean, because, <laughs> I mean, you're trying to put people in labels. Like, they didn't want, they did not want to play with her. They just want to make sure what jokes they can say in front of her. Like, yeah. if I saw the little girl, I was like, huh, was she, was she like apple pie? Another National Negro anthem. I need to know these things, right? (laughs) She got both. Best of both worlds. Let me stop. So, because I'm trying to think. So, if this movie said in the 80s, that was in the 70s then. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And back then. Well, even though I'm not not so sure because throughout my notes, at least like five times, I asked, what year is it? Yeah. Yeah, because then like you had her with like the fresh perm, right, which they wouldn't really do it. Like. One thing I know about the 80s that is resounding in every movie I've seen is that nobody had their hair together. No. Everybody. And Mariah come in with or that. It was not neat. Yeah. Well, Mariah carried through the duration of the movie looked too pretty to where, like, it looked like they just, she was, like, it was in her contract. Like, well, I must you, be completely if you, if you made see, up. If you see any Mariah interview or... Uh, if she's on like a late night show or something, mm-hmm. she has her own lighting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's in the contract or whatever. I don't know if people really talk about it, but it's very clear she has her own lighting. Like, why is she like lit up specially? Yeah. And she's, I mean, she's on with Jimmy Fallon and she's sitting in the seat, but she has this, you can see a special light on her. Well, they used to say- and I feel like it was throughout this movie that she had yeah. her own special lighting. They used to say Mariah has like strange little idiosyncrasies. Like she has to have- Tea and honey, and everything has to be purple. No, she's a diva. I mean, it's in every sense of the word. So, um, she didn't. She didn't bring some of that perfection to this garbage, did she? No, she didn't. Well, so she looked completely out of her league as an actress from the get go. Like from the moment she had the same look the entire time, it was like this half smile, half smirk, and like I did. I felt bad for for the director because I was like, this is what he had to work with. But then, but then, and then it was parts where, okay, we understand that you can't act. We didn't bring you here to act. You're Mariah Carey. I want to hear, there's a hero. And when she's seen, it's dubbed. And it's badly dubbed, lip sync. And it was incredibly breathy. I didn't realize yeah. how breathy of a singer she was. <sighs> like she, <laughs> but, but you couldn't, like, you couldn't hear any of the tracks because the music was awful. 
and like every one of her songs. But we got we messing up the time. Like Greg, keep us on track. Uh, <laughs> so the next note I had was all. Uh, hmm. So ten years later, uh, I called it Studio Fifty Five. <laughs> um, uh, Leopard Overload, and it then, was pretty rough. Here comes Happenstance Howard. Happenstance <laughs> like, Terrence Howard. So I didn't know he was in this trash. Me, I, I tell, didn't know let me, either let me until tell you I saw something. it. Let me tell you something. Y'all talk about Terrence Howard. Terrence Howard has the ability <clears throat> to be in trash movies and not let it affect him. Terrence Howard was in the Michael Jackson biopic. Yeah, that was his first role. Yeah. yeah. The the American Dream. Yes. Terrence Howard was in... Um, he's got staying power. I'll give him that. Yeah. He's got yeah, staying power. Yeah, he's been in trash. <clears throat> I, I, Didn't he do crash like American Dream year? was not trash. This was trash, though. This was trash. This was trash. But it, but this should have ended his career. Like he, everybody else. <laughs> but he <laughs> rose to the like he was actually pretty good in this film. Like he, he, he was, just played a turned down Lucian uh, line. I don't know if he was good. I think he was scary. He was kind of scary in this film. Terrence Howard has two modes, two acting modes: evil, light skin, and main. <laughs> 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 so I uh, I did write uh, yeah happenstance Howard um, I like happenstance Howard uh, I I put what year is it again um, the brat are we yeah. gonna talk about the brat well because he we'll showed get, we'll up get... dressed like he was in the fifties yeah <laughs> he did he, he came in there looking like um oh man like the dude from um, from Cats. <laughs> <laughs> Metastephalese, yeah, yeah. and he's just—he's asking them these odd questions, yeah. So and what, I'm like, what, "Who's in charge here?" Because so, she's all quiet and. What's weird is that okay? Well, when he when he asked them to you know come to the studio and do background vocals for this for Silk, uh, Padma Lakshmi, who now hosts the <laughs> show uh, Tasting Food Around the World, that girl, they made her comically bad. What yeah. was her name? Padma Lakshmi. That's her real name. Oh man, kindergarten must have been hard. Padma, <laughs> Padma Lakshmi. And you can just say it like it rolls off. How many times did you practice that? I, I watched I watched the trailer for the show that she's hosting now. Oh, okay. <laughs> to okay. see it. Pomegranate. Pom, pom, he got it. Great. Uh, <laughs> um so she's she's a terrible uh singer. Mm-hmm. Um But how how did they know? How did he know that Billy could sing? Cause she, cause um, um, she was feeling herself like she couldn't hear herself sing, and like uh, and like they were gonna take some pictures of her because everybody was just blown away by man, wow, we didn't know you could sing like that, but you actually got talent, right? So she was like, I don't need the rest of these backup dancers, go away from me. And then um, no, 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 that that's the scene where Dice finds out she can sing. Uh-huh. How about happenstance? Howard. How did happenstance Howard know she could sing? Because she was low in, in the, the studio. Mix. She's low in the mix. He can't hear her. Oh, yeah. He can't hear any of them. Yeah. He's like, he's like, turn her up. And like, how did he, how did he hear that? Because the plot. Because the power of, power of Howard. Plot. I don't know. Like, he just, that, that was very that, odd. That's he just knew. How, he to, has three stages in this movie. He has three stages. This is happenstance Howard stage. Okay. <laughs> I'll tell you about the second when we get there. Um, so when they do the song and uh, Dice, figures out that Silk's not singing that yeah. because he knows she can't sing. Um, he goes up to Billy's like, hey, let me talk to you for a second. And her friends just leave her. <laughs> they just leave her so with this So I dude. will say this. How did no one else know that that wasn't her? Because this isn't like just an average singer. 
This is someone who's singing phenomenally. Yeah. You know this. You've heard her old songs. Yeah. Because clearly she's an established artist and you know she can't sing like this. How did no one else figure that out? Yeah. And the, then why did Billy, keep, why did not Billy, why did um, Dice keep quiet about it? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm breaking that story. Like she well, can't sing, and here's the here's the receipt. Like every t- every time Happenstance Howard tries to do something with Silk, you know that ain't Silk singing, right? I, I'm I'm breaking that. As a matter of fact, I'm bri- I'm blackmailing Happenstance Howard, saying, "Bruh, unless you want me to go, because all it takes is here's her last record, here's her current record. Two plus two ain't six. <laughs> like, I, I mean, I get I guess since the girls were orphans, they they used to leaving people. That's messed up. <laughs> that's, why, that's why they left her. <laughs> Bitch, we don't really understand stay. <laughs> and you know his accent, um, awful in this movie. He was is it British. Boston or New York? It was. It was switching it between Boston like and New York. It sounded like Matt Damon. Was it just me? <laughs> so Boston, what you heard here? Yeah, everyone from Southie. <laughs> So thrift store Matt Damon. Thrift store uh, Matt. The only the only thing that bothered me, the only thing that bothered me, and I tend to notice this because I'm fat, but why he never had a shirt on? Like every time I saw him, no sleeves. He never wore sleeves because he's eighties K fed. I don't know. I don't like know. he just. Uh, the next note I had was um, when Dice is going up giving the mic to people to to freestyle. Mm-hmm. Like, why does every rap, every freestyle in 1983 sounds the same? I said, like, take my everybody girl up rap to like the that. club, get the duh, and a rub a dub. Hey, like, like people, everyone sounds like Curtis Blow. <laughs> people always talk about, and this kills me. People always talk about, man, hip hop nowadays is trash. Back in the 80s, it's this, that, and the third. I'm like, uh, no, okay. Yeah, I think they focused so much on rhyme back then without actually focusing on actually. What they were actually saying? Yeah. Until yeah. the message? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> two plus two is three and five. Four and five make you feel alive. Hey, <laughs> to the beach, y'all. <laughs> well, we were. It was all about trying to get people to dance. Yeah. They were trying to. Not, not, it wasn't too often there was a message behind that. But then he gives the mic to Mariah Carey, and it's clearly not her singing. Yeah. Right. It's clearly like studio Mariah Carey, right? Yeah. I thought that was pretty funny. It, it wasn't I also, live at all. Oh, but before that, right before he gave her the mic, why did they have that CGI of her, of him walking towards her in slow motion? Like? Because Von D. Curtis Hall didn't know what he was doing. It looked like he turned into a vampire. I was like, whoa. I was like, what? What? It looked why, awful. Why are we doing this? It looked awful. I think at that point I paused it. <laughs> that's that's when I knew then that this is going to be awesome. Like, I was like, man, this is I, just standard I think, shit. I, I, yeah. think, I think Vonnie Curtis Hall had nothing to do with the editing. Oh, for real? I think he just gave a note. He's like, okay, this is like the magic moment where everyone hears her voice, right? So... So let's do something to make this a magic moment. And then they came out with this. They put him in front of a green screen. <laughs> well, listen, this is what I want you to do. I want you to walk real slow. And the back is going to be shimmering. I don't know. Whatever the fuck it's going to be doing. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter. I'm Bondi Curtis Hall. <laughs> um, they say, I want to hear your best. Like, okay. <laughs> oh, I don't know the context of this. I just have a note that says the brat has no idea what year it is. All right, so let's so let's talk about some of the scenes with the brat that went on too long. Anybody notice that? Yeah, there were some scenes that like, just they start... didn't know to stop. Yeah. The yeah. dancing in the video, they didn't. Yeah. yeah it, that went on way too long. Yeah, that poor editing. Filler. Filler. Yeah. They needed filler. Um, that, well, I think that's probably why they had a lot of scenes that like would just have this really bad slow-mo added to it. Yeah. 
They're like, yeah, that had a few minutes under the runtime. <laughs> um, I did write down that uh, I know Abe talked about that he never wore a shirt or side sleeves. I wrote that Dice is nondescript. Like, there's nothing that like stands, stands out, out about him. him. I mean, it was a lot of questions about what Dice, how Dice made money. So that is a good question because he's pulling yeah. up in limos. Yes. He's got a really, really expensive apartment, that apartment in New York. That apartment was nice with shit. Like that it? is no. Okay, I get it. You're on spin. Woo. You're not making. Are DJs really making that much money in New York? Well, obviously. For and, the and, it, the and, what, and where is he spinning at? This one club? How yeah. much are they paying him? Exactly. It's Studio 55. Exactly. But <laughs> <laughs> they're not paying him enough because he ain't got no shirt on. So maybe. Because I always thought when he buys the contract for a hundred grand, I was like, clearly he has it. If he's got Ben, <laughs> don't don't get. But here's the problem with that, and we, we're spoiling a bit. He obviously had uh, bad money skills. He just said, "I'm not going to pay this motherfucker right because <laughs> <laughs> he signed the contract and they that gave him a plan. bonus." <laughs> he was like, "Yeah, all right, we got a million dollar bonus. What are we gonna do? I don't know. We're gonna give it to charity." Uh, don't you gotta pay some people? Fuck them. <laughs> I don't see no consequences. And nah. <laughs> I don't see no consequences of that at all. Also, like later after she does the, you know, when they do the freestyle thing or whatever, he uh, comes to her outside and try. He says, "I want to produce you." And the only thing I thought of, where are Billy's friends? <laughs> <laughs> they abandoned her. <laughs> Where are your friends? They've been trying to get rid of this bitch for days. He's he talking to this strange man in an alley. <laughs> and she just keep coming back. Like every morning they go to sleep and lock that down. Like, we got rid of the bitch. And then they wake up in the morning and then she back. <laughs> Let me in. <laughs> <laughs> I brought sniffles. No, what got, I'm allergic. <laughs> what, what got me about that whole scene was like she was trying to play coy with like a music deal. He was like, I want to produce you. He was like, all right, what's your number? You know how to get them. Maybe you can look it up. Ain't you dice? Nah, bitch, that's not how it works, okay? <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> you want a job. Like, let's not be going to my my job. And it's like, oh, we want to hire you, Abraham. What's your phone number? You know how to find, <laughs> you know how to find me if you want me. <laughs> um. The next that I had was when he's recording her in the studio. They're doing the song, uh, which we know of as I Didn't Mean to Turn You On. Oh, that made me recorded mad. by Sherelle. Oh, that made And me later mad. Robert Palmer. Oh, um, So like, okay, so this random white dude who may be thrift store Matt Damon <laughs> switching between accents from Jersey, Brooklyn, <laughs> and England. Boston <laughs> is writing Minneapolis funk. This movie was written for dumb people. Yeah. And then like, made no sense. And that's the central crust of this movie. Like it's it's bad. But we weren't really expecting it to be good. We know Mariah can't, right? We know we know we don't know who the rest of these people are, right? <laughs> right? But the one these losers. Thing, the one thing I expect for y'all to get this right is fucking music. Like you were surrounded by producers. You are surrounded by talent. Mm-hmm. You couldn't come up with some bullshit song for us to hear forever. Or you like had a to real, re- like in the song that you actually wrote. Yeah, like, like an original song that but, you wrote. You had see, to go sample eighties hits and be like, Mariah did this. But see, here's the problem: like Mariah did try to write a Mariah-esque song. It was like, oh, it's too poor me, bitch. That's what you seen. Yeah, like, all your stuff is kind of. Butterflies. Let me see if the, if the if the album version of this song sounds any good. Mm-hmm. 
you know this well this is why i also had to note that this was written in this this song was put in a world where jimmy jam and terry lewis do not exist exactly yeah. You don't know what she's singing. Here? It's just the mix is bad. Yeah, she's not. Her voice does kind of sound a little low in the mix, but I mean, maybe they're just trying to simulate the '80s where we didn't have the tech that we had now. But but that sounds like it's mumbling. Well, she's not the type of singer that should sing over this though. Like exactly, she's, like it's too upbeat for Mariah. Yeah. At this point, she hadn't learned how to Ballad, sing over this type of stuff yet. Yeah. Like, she, there's nothing. But why would you put that in a movie? That's why it's bad. Why, 80s because 80s. But you, yeah. you're created. <laughs> like, Mariah, you came from the 80s, right? Well, they should have never set this movie in the 80s. Yeah. They should have yeah. never set this in the 80s. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, they, they, they had as if Dice wrote that song. And then they bring it to uh, some party. And Dice gives the DJ a cassette because cassette means 80s. Right. And he just played it. Right. Because plot. <laughs> like, and, and who was that guy? Who's the producer? That the black, black guy. Yeah, huh? Uh, Dorian Harewood. That's He's been in a lot of stuff. Yeah. What has he been in? IMDB him for me. He's been in a few things. Yeah. I, he looked very familiar. Yeah. He's got a weird shaped head. <laughs> uh, see. He's been on Criminal Minds. He's been, uh, he's been, he's the voice of Barbarian in Diablo. No. Uh, he's he in Full Metal Jacket. I've never seen that. Been on, ho- uh, mm. been on House of Pain. He's the voice of Martian Manhunter on the Batman. Uh, he was, he does a lot of voice stuff, it looks like. Here. But he did some movie stuff. Um, he was, <clears throat> he was see, in okay. Biker Mice from Mars. <laughs> a lot of TV here. Um, he was on Seventh Heaven. He was on a lot of a few episodes of that. He was on Stargate. Um, Seventh I don't even have to look like before. Yeah, I've never. I he looked familiar, he but looked now familiar. I can't find. I can't, I can't think him. of what he's in. He's now. been in something that we've all seen. That was like really popular because he he looks familiar, but yeah. I have no clue. Was he in like wait wait into a cell or something like that? No. The quack pack. He's done a lot of voiceover stuff, which is funny because he didn't seem like he had a, a memorable voice. Yeah. Uh, I have, but, Greg, you seem like he caught something. No, he's he's done a lot. He's done more TV. What, was any TV that we might have seen? Um, <clears throat> I'll Fly Away. Okay. Um, it's like one of them straight to Jesus movies. Warren Earth is Carmen San Diego. Okay. Yeah. yeah I, New yeah. Kids on the Block had a TV show, and he was the voice of Maurice Star. <laughs> um. Yeah. There's nothing. That's really weird. What's his name again? Dorian Harewood. Yeah, that's really weird that he does not have any real credits because he he looks like someone. Yeah. He yeah. He's done a lot of a lot of TV here and there. Mm. Uh, yeah. He played Jesse. I met Jesse Owens. He played Jesse Owens in a TV movie. Um, he was in Roots. It looks like Glitter's his. Uh, what he playing Roots? Biggest uh, thing. Simon Haley. I think that was. Uh, <laughs> I think that's Alex Haley's son. 
Yeah, he was too young for that. He looks like he might be someone. He might look like someone else more famous. I don't know. He might have yeah. a brother or something. But I know he's he, he's the record executive. Um, I know he got a receding hairline. Jesus. I did call the other guy mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. fake Ray Liotta. I could see that. Yeah. Okay. Um. Okay, so. The crowd goes crazy with this song. I'm like, do they know the song already? So, yeah, that was interesting how they just, every every song they heard, they just instantly fell in love with it. Like it was their favorite song. The the other song by the other chick, like, oh, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. This song, oh, yeah, that's awesome. We just cheer for whatever we hear. Like. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Um, so Billy and Dice go on a date. It's not a date. <laughs> That's what she kept Whatever. saying. It's not a date. That shit was a plan. That uh, wasn't a date. He he planned the restaurant. All the people knew what was up when she they had walked in. Name. Yeah, they knew what champagne? Mm-hmm. To yeah. Bring over. This- so what I what I thought was funny is when she's walking in, and of course the entire movie she just looks incredibly uncomfortable, and she's walking in with that uncomfortable look on her face, and she's looking around, and I'm like, is she afraid? Like, does she think this is a setup? And then when she sits down, I'm like, or maybe she just feels like a fish out of water. I don't know because Mariah Carey is very bad at portraying emotions. It's and it, it's not clear at all. I have no clue. I was like, is she scared? Is she excited? Is she nervous? Is she upset? I don't know. She just looks like she has to puke. She does so, got that underbite like she holding back. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the, of course, special Mariah lighting. <laughs> because it was totally it's a difference. If yeah, you, the camera's on her and the camera's on him. They look like in two totally different places. And she had them thin eyebrows, man. They're like they were just like, like <laughs> half circles. Like, uh. um, the best line was when after they had sex, she was like, "I never done it before." He was like, "I, I, I can tell." I was like, "Damn, oh man, damn." I, I do get starfish vibes from Mariah. <laughs> she'd probably be like, "You're." She'd probably be like, "You just lucky that you got with Mariah Carey." Like, I don't. <laughs> I don't have to move. You I'm a riot. Did she I'm ever tell that to Nick Cannon? Who knows what she told to Nick Cannon? I don't even know if they even touched each other. Well, they got the well, babies. Well, they had babies. Oh, they did? Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that. But you don't have that. I mean, Norma Ride Carey. Oh, in vitro? <laughs> yeah, he, he definitely skeeted in the cup and they squeezed <laughs> it around and here come babies. Uh, so, yeah. Um, what was What was superfluous? I don't know what that was. Oh yeah, he was okay. So yeah, that that upset me because oh yeah, when they're in the studio, need that word in when there. they're in the studio because then he goes get rid of all the superfluous stuff. And you know what he does? He just turns the track down. <laughs> no instruments. They don't take out anything. He didn't say stuff. Get all this superfluous shit. I was like, well, I well, congratulations for using take your word. Anything out of the mix. I, I, that's what I was ordering. Like, okay, what changed? All he did was <laughs> turn the volume down. All he did. All he did yeah. Did not take any instruments out of the mix, and that really upset me because, as as somebody who who you know does this fairly regularly, like when you say take something out, I expect something to be taken out of the mix. You don't just turn it down. Yeah. Um, you just turn the master down. It's like, yeah, that sounds better. Yeah, that's better. So okay, we have so the song. Uh, what were you gonna say? I was gonna say I found out what movie I knew the guy from. Oh, uh, what was it? He was in Gothica. I don't think I ever saw that. You need to. <laughs> Uh, Scariest movie ever. Holly Berry kisses Rock. So we have the <laughs> not not the Rock. I know you're talking. I'm about. talking about Rock, the Trash Man Rock. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. What was his real name? I forget. Charles Dutton. Yeah, Charles Dutton. Yeah. So we have the um, scene where they they're I, I think that was when they were mixing 
the song we now know as Lover Boy, in which the song uh, Candy by Cameo yeah. is sampled. So this is also a world where Cameo does not exist. Yeah. Exactly. And it bothered me through the whole show. It's like, it's, this is a really popular song. Yeah. <laughs> but not in this timeline. The darkest so, timeline. So Dice wrote this too? Yeah. He wrote this too? Come yeah, on. that much soul, man. But he couldn't write a hit though, man. They were like, we need the crossover hit. And nothing they wrote. It reminded me of uh, Temptations. If you your last dollar is this or a sandwich, <laughs> and like what a you sandwich. buying? They're not buying Dice's single. They're buying a sandwich. Uh, this bassline is so raw, man. It's such a good bassline. Gotta love it. I, I the thing that 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 bothered me is that okay, it's the '80s, but you're taking. No one tried to write. No one tried to be original. No. Nah. And I think you kind of have to at least try to do that when you're making a musical. Mm-hmm. Uh, and having the, the big numbers of this musical. There's no showstopper. Yeah. Yeah, there's no showstopper. Uh, so, yeah, so Loverboy becomes a big hit. And she's doing all these appearances. They try to make a video. Um, she looked pretty good in that outfit. I'm not going to lie. In the, in the video? Yeah, she looked pretty good. I thought. Man, you're a taste. <laughs> I thought she um, looked good. Yeah, Billy's friends. They and and I think A was talking about that scene. The, the, well, yeah, they're making music long. video. Yeah, the, okay, you. Yeah, okay, yeah, you're the, yeah. T- when they're in the dresses and they're dancing, it just yeah, yeah, like yeah. why is that, that scene out. keep going? Yeah. What's funny? Okay, I also put again. What year is it? <laughs> uh, and then oh, the brats twerking. <laughs> trying to <laughs> when uh, the record label says they need a hot dance song. They just put out a hot dance song. It's supposed to be the hot dance song. So what are they yeah, talking about? Yeah, they want about? a hot. Da- they said they want one to cross over. So they were like, we need to get oh, you with a male with a, a duet, yeah. So we can have the hot dance on that crosses over, and I'm just like, and I mean, so we just gonna gloss over the the record is that that said she looked desired. Let's see her titties. Are we not gonna <laughs> the, mu- the movie oh, the director, the, the, yeah. the video director. He was okay. Okay, so she says she. We don't know if she's black or if she's white. She's desired. Let's see her tits. I'm yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> I will say, some of the music talk was interesting because these are things you would actually hear execs say mm-hmm. so i actually thought they that part they got right like the part of like hey this is what we need to do to push this album hey this single's good but we need to get an album out i was like that's interesting why can't the rest of the movie match that it was like i mean it, it that's what that's what's so disappointing like mariah you are a musician you know the game why is this so bad like you well, she know, didn't write this. No, but she, she who she had some kind of music music control over it, right? So she wasn't um, Cheryl L. West. That wasn't her uh, her pseudonym, her pen name. No. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I wrote it under Cheryl L. West. See, see, I want to have a comment to age story about a mulatto. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Um. So yeah, uh, so after that, um, they said they needed a hot dance song. After they just put one out, she's put out one song because I, I was wondering throughout the end because I didn't know how this movie was going to end. I'm like, okay, when's the album supposed to come out? She hasn't put out the album. No, yet, she has not. And she's gone through all this stuff. She exactly. put out what two singles? Two, two singles, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It was. It's. It's. Uh, how do you sell it, Madison Square Garden, with two singles? Yeah, yeah, and then like, like with. There's no album. What's your I mean, set going to no be? No album. They cat- 
catapulted her to the top. But wasn't she still living in that apartment with a cat and two roommates? Yeah. And yeah. Dice? No, yeah. she moved out of Dice's place. Uh-huh. And she was living with the friends. Yeah. yeah. Well, she she moved back in with the friends. Yeah, She was yeah. living with them before. But it also, she's supposed to be so big, she's Billy, but she's walking around the streets of New York and nobody's mobbing her. Yeah. A lot of inconsistencies. Yeah. 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 Um, okay, so when there's a scene, it seemed pretty extra, where uh, Dice has the, the, the musician friends in his apartment. Yeah, that was very extra. That, that I was like, what was the point mad. of that? To show that he can. Do I mean, stuff. like, I thought, like, okay, this sounds like it could be something. It, it sounds good, and he shows him, like, okay, I want you to play the drums like this, and he plays it, and then they go back to playing again. I'm like, okay, what was the point of that? Yeah, there was no. What was the point of that scene? I think, <laughs> I think it was trying to show that he's moved on with his life, and she's moved on with her life. Um. But when she broke up with him, this is when they broke up, I'm guessing. No, this is before they broke up, but she was out and about. No, she was doing something, yeah. and he wasn't there. Well, you know, yeah. the, they wanted to change him as the producer because he was trash, right? Well, they didn't like, they just didn't like what he was doing. Yeah, they kept hinting it that wanted other writers to come in. Yeah. yeah. And help. Did they ever pay him? Well, that's going to come up later. <laughs> anyway, uh, so we'll get to that. Um uh, so then we see Eric Benet, who looks like 2001. Didn't he? I'm who? like, what year is it supposed to be? <laughs> he came in with the fresh Eric Benet dream. Yeah. Like, he looked like he just walked out. Like from... he did his own wardrobe. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, literally, they literally, he was like, he was at home. I keep on crying. And then they called him. Like, and then when he just be in the movie, all right, all right. And he came. I bring my own clothes. Give me his own clothes. <laughs> his own clothes. Come to scenes in one day. <laughs> But I don't I don't know if it was happening at the time. It probably was. But the thing that I, I put I wrote down, Eric Benet cheating on Hallie all over again. That's what I was <laughs> So when he walk and when he walks by Mariah Carey and he looks, I'm like, You got you got Holly Berry, you got bro. Holly Berry, You're man. not into this. <laughs> why eat chicken? It, it was happening all over again. It's like why eat chicken fingers when I got like <laughs> chicken marsala at home? Like, Billy had a special power to look vulnerable. <laughs> he said, "Why? Why you want her? I don't know. She looks like she has to puke, and it turns me on. Uh, and so, she needs love. <laughs> so, what was weird about about this? Like, okay, she's put out two songs or one song. She's doing award shows already. The USA Music Awards. Yes. So she's doing award shows already. Yes. This has only been like what a couple months. If yes. that, yeah. She's a sensation. Um, and uh, and in this universe." Lionel Richie exists. Yeah. They mentioned Lionel Richie. It's a big night for Lionel Richie. <laughs> okay. Not Cameo, not Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, but, but we got Lionel, Lionel Richie. Richie. But I think in this universe, Lionel Richie was never with the Commodores. He was just always Lionel He was just Richie. Lionel Richie. He was just yeah. solo. Yeah. So no Zoom. We should get the Glitter um, Cinematic Universe, guys. Oh, yeah. Very oh, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> we got to figure out how this works. You know, Michael Jackson's a busboy. <laughs> the darkest um, timeline. <laughs> Uh, so up to the USA Awards, <laughs> did you have any notes, Ben? I, I, I had a lot, but I didn't know. Oh, I, I mean, I, the, I've been saying mine in there. I mean, the producer can't write a hit, which I think really messed with his head. The USA Music Awards made me crack up. <laughs> like, do you have to have the rights to say, you know, I don't know. Cause, the, uh, the American Music Awards? Yeah, you probably had to have the rights. Yeah, Dick Clark was still alive at the time. Yeah. So, yeah, you probably did have to. Um, <laughs> I got K-Fed. Rights. 
vibes at the award show. He's in the, as you said, he's not wearing a shirt very much. He's got the jacket on, no shirt underneath, look very trashy. Yeah. Look very New Jersey. No offense to him from but New like Jersey. But like it was a part in the movie when they were signing him. I thought he had a shirt, but it, was just, it wasn't buttoned at all. Well, it was like a big, like, jacket big, type thing. Okay, yeah. And no shirt underneath. Um, he just looked trashy, man. Like, he just... Yeah, and at that point, I realized this is... T- so it was at that point I realized he was Tommy Matola. When he starts controlling her and being like, you can't say this, you can't do that. I was like, oh, this Tommy. And, wh- and why your titties all out? Yeah. Now, see, the problem is, um, Mariah, in Mariah's mind, she's pious and... <laughs> sweet and, and sweet innocent and wouldn't know what to do with a dick if it slapped it in the face <laughs> now, <laughs> now uh, I don't want to say that's not true because I don't know Mariah Carey sets game I don't know that but uh, there was a reason why Tommy locked her in that closet right <laughs> oh my god <laughs> I'm, not say, I'm not saying that look you don't lock nuns in the closet, right? You not got girls who be in these streets, right? Right. So, <laughs> I'm pretty sure he came I would never home. Do that, Tommy. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he Tommy. came home and was like, <laughs> she was like, "Hi, Tommy. Who you fucking? Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> who is it? Who is it?" And then Eric Benet comes out the closet. <laughs> <laughs> I um, knew it. Okay, so uh, Dice's spiral was very sudden. Yeah. Very. Uh, he went from zero to one hundred. He went Real from weird. the nicest Elton John to a pseudo Ike Turner. Like he, yeah. he came in well, not necessarily because I I took domestic violence. He's like the LeBron James <laughs> beating bitch, right? Oh, wow. <laughs> but but um, Dice was like he just came and just went in on his friends. Called the Puerto Rican oh, racial slur. Oh God, I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah, in the yep. in the car. He was like, "Shut up, you roach." I was like, "Oh." Told him they could get out. Yeah, and then called the brat fat, which was bothering me during this whole thing. I was like, all right, so this is not, not trying to say anything, saying that fat people can't make it, but it's the 80s, and she's just the background singer, and she's like a side. She's portly. She's portly. She's thick. <laughs> but not like sexy thick, like. Like misshapen thick? No, like. That's my that's my teammate there. Like if we were all kids on the yard, right? <laughs> and we were picking teams. I pick Brad to be the center, right? <laughs> <laughs> that kind of thing, right? Oh, but uh, yeah, she came. Did she always had that headband? We didn't talk about the Brad and her headband. That's where her powers came from. I totally kid. forgot though. He, he that car scene was pretty rough. Yeah, he, and then that car scene was very. And she stayed. And they was like, "You coming?" She was like. No, it's and cold the, out there. And <laughs> close the but then when they got home, he apologized, right? Because that's how you keep them. Like he sobered up pretty fast. You oh keep yeah, them under your thumb. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it was confusing. This fuck. He was like, "Baby, I'm just sorry. You know, it's a lot going on. I want to write for you, but they won't let me. And I'm sitting here at the house playing with my band <laughs> <laughs> in this in this apartment. I clearly can't afford. I got on credit. <laughs> I mean, that was. I mean, I don't. I don't think people understand. That was the nicest. It the bitch had floors. It was right. a very nice apartment. Yes. Take, yeah. Well furnished. Yes. Like it, and then he had like thousands of dollars of musical equipment in there. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. Like, where is he getting this money from? Is he was Dice selling drugs? That, <laughs> that would have made more sense. So this is where we get to the part, and I'm I'm gonna take the wheel here, Greg. Let me take the wheel here, because this is the best part of the movie that just breaks all I'm sense. Scared. <laughs> all right. So she forgives Dice, right? Um, but she you know she feels like Dice is 
is maybe not the man for her. She comes home and who is there but Terrence Howard, right? Oh, oh I just want to say this is the second stage. <laughs> Raping Stance Howard. Yes. <laughs> I don't know if he was going to say, I'm going to take this $1,000 out of you and equal <laughs> to <laughs> monthly booty payments. Because the way he was looking at her and yeah. eating that apple was I like. I don't want to hurt you. I don't want to hurt you. But I will. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> but, yeah. Wait, what, but what, I will. What are you thinking about doing? But then he was like, you know, your boyfriend has not paid me once. And you let him? $100,000. You're supposed to be a, a famous musician, right? I know it's the 80s. They weren't paying y'all like it was supposed to. <laughs> Where's your advance money? Where's your touring money? You ain't got $100,000 to get this man. As far as it seemed like, the type of deal it seemed like she signed was probably like an artist development deal. And then they were like, all right, well, let's get this album out. But like, I never heard... Because from the moment where they meet the guy in the club, they meet these produ- these execs, A&Rs in the club, which A&Rs have no power now, by the way. They meet an A&R in the club, and then it just seemed like the next day they're celebrating them wanting to sign her. No terms are ever talked about. No chick. Nothing. No. It's just like. I mean, you at least should have a, every one of these, like where an artist gets discovered or whatever, there's always a scene where they sign the contract. Exactly. Yeah. And they spend their first Nothing was signed money. here. Yeah. No. Or they, yeah, or they get they get that first check. And then, and I thought that was very odd because I was like, there's no way that in the in a matter of what seemed like ten hours, less than ten hours, they decided <laughs> to sign her to a record deal and everybody showed up and with champagne and everything and everything's all hunky dory because it just made no sense. Like they didn't talk terms. I, no. I just I didn't get it. She gets a record deal, and it's in. It says record deal. Um, it says record deal on the piece of paper and a line where she would sign it. Mm-hmm. So what are the terms? <laughs> I don't need terms. But yeah, uh, this is glitter. <laughs> that that was that was raping Stance Howard. That's what I. Yeah, he. It, yeah, it was. So that was a very uncomfortable scene. <laughs> yeah, and it was it, 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 it was uncomfortable. It didn't make any sense, and it just broke up the flow of the movie. Yeah, like. It would be different if we had constant reminders that Terrence Howe was there, right? But he seemed like he just appeared out of nowhere. Out of nowhere, like yeah. he was in her house talking about him to rape you. <laughs> <laughs> How did he get a key in the house? He walked in the door. It was yeah. no forced entry. He was maybe the devil. It would have been better. <laughs> Terrence Howe was old scratch. <laughs> it would have been. It would have been better. Like, okay, I'm gonna rewrite this movie right here and make it good and. 10 seconds. All right. So let's take out the fact that the girl can sing, right? Let's say she can never sing, right? Then um, she always wanted to sing but didn't have the talent like her mom had, right? We're going to keep the part of the mama's an alcoholic. That's for plot, right? So the mama gets drunk one day, smoke a cigarette, light her ass up. She burning, right? Right? She's going to die, right? The girl's locked in the apartment because she's a little girl. She don't know how to get out. And then Terrence Howard appears out of the fire. <laughs> right? <laughs> Old scratch. <laughs> and he said, not only I'm going to let you out, I'm going to let you sing. But you got to sing for me, right? And so all the women that Terrence I would have is all these women he didn't say because, you know, he the devil. And um, that's what, a, that's what would make more sense about him just appearing in her life. So it would essentially be like the— um, A Faustian deal. It would have, well, essentially be Crossroads, but yeah. not the one with Britney Spears. The, the one, one with, with Ralph Macchio. With Macchio and, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, Steve yeah, Vai. yeah. Old, he, he would be old scratch, and at the end, there's a sing-off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
start. And through the power of love or God or, or whatever, um, they, they vanquished Terrence Howard. You have to change the dice character completely then. Yeah, but it, what was creepy to me, and I have to rewatch it, and I don't want to say that all white people look like that's awful, but didn't Dice look like her daddy? <laughs> what did he say? I don't, you don't see her dad for like five, five seconds. seconds. For that five seconds. And he's seconds? color graded. <laughs> he's gray. That dad, that dad was the ain't shit award. Because like even, <laughs> even when his daughter made it, right? You know your child. Even when his daughter made it and she's selling out Madison Square Garden, he ain't never once called him. Like, you know Neither what I did the mom. What Both the, of her parents ain't nothing. What the, the mom was dealing with that song. Okay, <laughs> so this is what this is actually what made me mad. This is the next note. I said, fuck this movie. That is not her mom. I was going to turn it off if that was her mom. Oh, yeah. When yeah. she walks out there and that old drunk is walking and singing, I was like, no, no, I will turn this off if that's her mom. <laughs> That is not, you are not, who wrote this, a six-year-old? <laughs> and she walked outside, and she was walking, and all of a sudden, her mom shows up, right? Yeah, I was like, no, this is the most coincidental, this is like, uh-uh, nah. But the woman that she ran into was not a, um. Was not, no, they eventually, not, you know, they found her. But I was was like, not yes. her mom, but that woman was not an alcoholic. That woman was a crack fiend. There's a, <laughs> there are a difference. There's a difference. Right. Difference. That woman was on, <laughs> that woman was chasing the dragon. The mama but was But they on had the a song. carrying oh. a drink, though. <laughs> um, okay, after, uh, let me get back to after um, Raping Stance Howard. <laughs> uh, so Dice finds him, punches him twice. And he's in the hospital. And he's in the hospital? Oh, man, that was the sorriest ass whooping ever. Yeah. Like, he literally, I don't even think he punched him. He hit him against the car. That man, um, Howard, Folded. Must, <laughs> must have been like Mr. Glass, man. <laughs> he <laughs> folded like a table. Just like, ah, ah. So if, <laughs> what, I, what I don't understand is if you can whoop this man that also, let's, let's, let's be real. This was 1980 New York, right? He could have said, uh, yeah, he tried to mug me. Officers, he could have got, <laughs> got, got away with that. Yeah, could have got away with that. You gotta use that white privilege in time of need. <laughs> okay, so yeah, that was okay. So now that you mention it, he's beating his ass, and then just all of a sudden, the cops are just running towards. Yeah, the cops they're just there. The cops arrest the white guy. They're just yeah. Well, the fact that they're just there, and and not only did rape not happenstance Howard and raping Howard had one thing in common. They wore the same outfit. They didn't even never change his clothes. <laughs> it was like a cartoon. A bunch of beige. Like a cartoon yeah. character. It was the same hat. It was the same coat. It was the same everything. Like it, it, it almost seemed like the, the police just materialized out of nowhere. <laughs> like a video game. Like they just, they spawned. Um. I mean, but in all, in all honesty, if I was Terrence Howard in that situation, I'd be like, bro, where's my money? Like <laughs> I, I, I've been the most patient person I could be. Like I'm seeing, I'm seeing this bitch all on Madison Square Garden. You got a hundred thou. You got you came out here threatening to rip your girlfriend. Man, just pay me, man. Just pay me. Money, man. Just pay me. I don't want to plan. I don't want to rape her, man. I just want the money, I man. Want, it kind of remind me of uh, the paranormal activity demon. Oh, that he wanted what was due to him. Yeah, he was yeah. impatient. He was like, you know, I'm just gonna sit down here in the closet, and um, whenever I y'all just knock every now and then, you just, know, you but, know. but but you, you owe me the child, right? Yeah, you you, you <laughs> promised. You, you, you had a thing, <laughs> and that's how Terrence Howard was like, just 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 pay me, man. You know? He didn't even he didn't even charge him no interest. Like, if I wanted to be an asshole about it, like, it's a hundred thousand dollars plus ten percent because we hadn't seen each other in a while, so it's a million now. But nah. Uh, the next one I had was uh, okay. The out al- there's still no album. 
Um, <laughs> there was never an album, was it? But now she's about to play Madison Square Garden. Yeah, oh, she and, sold uh, that bitch out. <laughs> oh no, same two um, bootleg ass songs she had. Uh, I said the the song with Eric Benet sounded like Loose Ends. Remember that band? Yeah, I do. I, I'm, I'm trying to remember how that song goes. I remember not particularly caring for it. Like I don't like that melody. Doesn't it, it does not fit this? Like that's an awful melody. It's really breathy. It's an awful. It's just it's. And partially SOS band. So again, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis don't, don't exist. exist in this universe. I mean, it's like it's one song of her singing, and then they just slapped. Uh, Jimmy Jam, Terry Lewis beat in the background. Yeah. What makes me mad is like, you're Mariah Carey. You're one of the most successful artists in this, even at this point. Yes. You're one of the most successful artists of all time. You could not go out and find writers to write better she music. She writes everything. So she feels like she she wrote the best. Like, the, like I just cannot believe. <sighs> That's what makes it bad. It's not the acting. It's what you come here for. It's like, it's like Beyonce and Jay-Z do a movie, right? And when Jay-Z, Jay-Z is not rapping in it and Beyonce mm-hmm. is not singing it, like, why am I here? I'm here for you to rap yeah. and sing. I'm not here for anything else. Well, I mean, I think that's what helped, at least in my opinion, with, um, with 8 Mile. You know, oh, absolutely. Lose Yourself is a great song. Yeah. Oh, uh, and it, uh, it worked. It it just, I don't like. Uh. And so, Eight Mile is. And that was one song. <laughs> eight, mile, eight Mile is trash. The only thing that makes Eight Mile good is the intersplicing, splicing, if that's a word, of random rap battles. Like, that's what made Eight Mile good. Like, the scene. So, it's, w- it's like M gets to show off his skills, and then you see him with. Oh, well, we know that's Exhibit, but then, like, Exhibit has his own, uh, that scene where they're, like, in front of the food truck or whatever. Yeah, like, everybody, mm-hmm. like, so, yeah. even when they outside, when they just bebopping outside, yeah. that was good, right? Even, or the fixing the car. That was yeah, good. yeah, yeah. All yeah. that stuff was yeah. interplay. Like, we're watching this movie. It's still a coming-to-age story. We know it's a coming-to-age story, but the actors are weak. The strongest person we have oh, here Pfeiffer. is Mackay Pfeiffer and, um... Papa Doc wasn't too bad. Anthony Mackie wasn't too bad. That's before. He didn't speak in uh, he, He's <laughs> he's just there. <laughs> he on that try-hard list. Yeah. <laughs> he on the try-hard list. Who else was? I'm trying to think. You had I mean, Brittany Murphy. the late Brittany Murphy. Yeah. Uh, Omar Miller. He played. Oh, okay, um, okay. I can't remember his character, but I know he's based on Bizarro. Wasn't Kim Basinger in that too? Kim Basinger played the mom. Yeah. yeah. She was a junkie. <laughs> um, he was not kind to her. Anybody else? <laughs> oh, he had the dude from... Um, uh, I can't remember his name. I think his last name is Bird. He was in um, he was Wink. Oh wait, no, no, not wait. That's Michael Shannon. Okay, yeah, Michael Shannon's in this. Yeah, it's been, I gotta, he was, he it's was been the a long he was the boyfriend. Time. He was the mom's There's boyfriend. There's some heavy hitters in this movie, man. Yeah, <laughs> but but what, what what's good about Eight Mile um is that even though these people were acting, they never strayed away from their strengths. Right. So everybody there was rapping beforehand. Like, um, even Papa Doc's crew was just um D twelve. 
Mm-hmm. Right? Um, I think when you're looking for a musical movie, you cannot do, you cannot um you can distract yourself from the part that we come here to see, yeah. which is the music. Um, now, if we was if we just want to talk about bad movies, I ain't talk about this all day long. A bad music movie can be <laughs> what you're watching can be also so bad that it takes away from the music. I.e., Cats. Right. So you watched that movie? I had to, man. I like to see a train wrecking happen, and that was. Tr- I will never watch that movie. That was true. I, I barely made it through this. But it the, took three but I mean, tries. But every the singing part was good. That's the only one of the movies that I see where the music is good. Mm-hmm. Like um, um, Jennifer Hudson singing mm-hmm. was good. Um, Jason Derulo, even though we have issues with Jason Derulo, was good. Right. But then they in that cat outfit and it just looked weird. Right. <laughs> um, this one is is different where. The the parts where they're just acting is not bad. It's passable. And you give that a blind eye because you expect the music. And in Glitter, the music is awful. Mm-hmm. And it's not just the fact that these people can't sing. It's awful. Like, it seems lazy. Yeah. I will say the best song, I think you mentioned it, was the one she wrote herself, Sitting at That Rhodes, the Rhodes oh, piano. The reflections. But then she doesn't sing that. At the end, she sings the one that he wrote. Well, isn't the one where like he's writing the melody and she was writing the lyrics? Mm -hmm. Yeah, which she can't read music. That was the cheesiest thing I had ever seen. So let's let's, so so they we at the part where she just finished um, meeting Terrence Howard. Um, he solicited her for either money or dick, right? <laughs> rip and stance. <laughs> rip and stance. Char, rip and stance. Um, <laughs> she, he, 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 she confronts him the next day, and she's mad at him for helping her out. She was like, I just ran into, um, forgot that dude's name, Terrence Howard. I didn't know his name. name of the it, was his, it was his character's name. I don't even know. Uh, let's see. It was... Timothy. I ran into Timothy. What is this? Hundred? You keeping stuff from me? He was like, "Bitch, I was trying to help you." So I will say that, like, that's the. <laughs> she seemed pretty ungrateful at that point. I mean, I get it. Like, I didn't ask for your help. Okay, you, you want all this fame back? You want to give it back? But then, but then Dice um, spliced in a little truth when he was running. Like Dice had bars, had snaps, because he was like, "Well, all you can do is hit high notes. There's nothing mm. else you can." I was like, oh. "If it wasn't for me, you'd be waiting tables." I was like, "Oh, oh," and hitting the high notes. I was like, "Oh, okay, well." I was like, "Yikes, he's uh, yeah, um, a little bit of that Tommy Matola." So, uh, okay, so after they they break up and everything, and she's doing this show, where does she go when they break up? Grant? She goes back to her friends. Exactly. I don't think they paying her. I think this is child slavery. Mm-hmm. Like, she like, went right back to that rinky dick apartment. Let me in. I Meow. brought the cat. The cat came out of nowhere. Please let me in um, with mittens. <laughs> and the cat so, looking like, please let her in, cause I need. Oh to yeah. Eat. So we forgot where, where uh, she. Where Dice beats up Timothy and he gets arrested, and she was about to do oh what yeah sounds like SNL yo that was that was clearly an SNL ripoff yes yeah. um I would have yeah. went and got him I would I would have done the show I mean he, he ain't going nowhere <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. he's in jail he ain't going anywhere <laughs> exactly go and ahead then, and do your show and, and like so you, it's you so it's really not... like she needed him 
But so, what what was weird about this? Because there, there was a couple of other scenes where, like, okay, she she clearly needs him, but the publicist is like, oh, you know, fuck that guy. Because he, see, the thing, <laughs> the thing is, is like, she could have done her show, get the hundred thousand dollars. I'm still fit stated on that because the hundred thousand dollars is not a lot. <laughs> that of money. should have been the easiest part of yeah, this whole equation. Got the money, and like he went to, he was in holding prison. So like, like. If they were sending yeah, him, yeah, like they walked out of a station. Yeah, if they, yeah. If they were sending him the scene, scene with his chest out, I would be scared, right? <laughs> but he ain't going there. So I'm like, yeah, baby, while you were out there, Mama made some moves, paid off Timothy. We cool now. We cool we, now. We safe. He got a new outfit. He was real happy because I think the reason why he wanted a hundred thousand dollars, he wanted a new coat. He got tired of that beige. So like, I'm trying to go to the store, hit up man's warehouse, get a new suit, <laughs> stop dressing like I'm from the thirties, <laughs> get you out know, of the zoot suit. <laughs> you know, you know, I've been I've been doing these earth colors for so long, baby. My next outfit's gonna be fuchsia, man. <laughs> um, so when we get to when she does the uh, the Madison Square Garden show. With no album. Yeah. Still, no album. That ticket said, still said 1983. This has all happened over a period of months. A couple months. Months. Yeah. Makes no sense at all. None. Uh, so I was trying to figure out how is she headlighting Madison Square Garden with no album. In the 80s. In the 80s. In the 80s. Not the 90s, not the 2000s. I could see that now, maybe. Maybe if you had enough singles and enough hype, but headlining in the eighties when it's impossible is it's damn near impossible to create your own hype without a record label. Two singles, and we don't even know where they charted. Nope. Oh, no, no, she was. We just number, they were on the radio. No, 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 she was number one with a bullet, and her album was number one with a rocket. That's what the radio man said. <laughs> and yeah. I, I was like, what the fuck did that even mean? I don't, I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It was a bullet in the rocket. Um, so uh, he, so Dice um, heads out to the concert, and then he sees uh, oh, Timothy that was telegraphed. And uh, this is the third stage, which I call Murder Stance Howard. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, he was like, look at man, I'm a man at the end of my rope. I can't keep. <laughs> so he walks. So he's like, he's like, hey. And, Dice walks right up to him to get in his face. Yeah. Terrence Howard puts the gun right in his chest. Pow. It's like, what did you think was going to happen? Well, also, I, th- I, I think it, I would understand. Like, if the dude came back, like, I whooped your ass with two punches. Had you hospitalized, I'm never giving you your money back. <laughs> he, he was overconfident. You posed, he got cocky, man. You, you posed no threats when he told him. He was like, oh, you want. Oh, See, mama that's why he walked right. He walked all the way right up to him in thinking, his face. You back for more? He was thinking, to the, oh, mama want a second helping, huh? He, <laughs> he just popped him in the chest like, huh. He's like, he's a punk. He don't have a gun. Pulled out that gun. Uh, the great equalizer. That's why I don't have guns, man. It was, it was, it was weird. But it was totally telegraphed. Like oh, yeah. as he's walking up, I'm like, he's gonna shoot him. And it was like yep. they had like the they had like the lighting for the dark alley with mm-hmm. the single spotlight Cry, on it. Crime alley, yeah, the crime wings, alley. <laughs> the now, pretty pearls. And, 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 and Billy's gonna don a cape and a cow to avenge Dice's death. <laughs> so uh, yeah, but spoiler alert for everyone: Dice is dead. It's Dice 20 years is murdered. Later. Come on now, that'll be fine. <laughs> um. 
And no. then she finds out it's on the news. I guess it seemed like that was immediately. Like the, that was yeah. like the perfect time. Like record a re- famous record producer dies. Pause. He was famous. He couldn't get his man his money. <laughs> <laughs> he could. He couldn't even write more songs. And people, for Billy. people were supposed to know him. People supposed to know who he is. Yeah. And she just walks in at the right time. She was like, "Oh my god, he's dead." All right, I'm going to see I'm myself. I'm time to do the show. Yeah. <laughs> so she does the show anyway. Never playing... tells them why she's singing this sad-ass song. But and... here's the thing, though. So they were starting the show with, because they tried to do that. There's an earlier scene where they tried to do the rehearsal in it. Yeah, the wasn't dance. Working. So they're doing the uh, Lover Boy, and they've been playing that song for who knows how long. They've been playing that Definitely, song for like 20 yeah. minutes. <laughs> <laughs> So she walks out there, and they just stop. And she tells Hand them to stop. Up, stop. Stop. And then she starts singing something else, <laughs> and the which band no just... one's heard before. And, and the band instantly... just falls right in line. And everybody instantly loves it. You know, I came here for my two songs. <laughs> I didn't think I was going to get a third. <laughs> what if you that was know, the whole concert? <laughs> Those three you songs. should always love people because you never know when they're not going to be around. And I'm in the crowd. I'm like... What, Billy, what, what's happening? Are you, are you dying? Like, <laughs> no, no, it would have been better. Look, if you owe somebody some money. <laughs> if you owe someone $100,000. <laughs> you might want to fucking pay them. Please pay them. People, or they'll shoot you in the you know, chest. <laughs> you, know, you know what would be funny? Just so like, just to totally mess up this entire universe, someone gets like a notification on their phone. <laughs> so That so, dice is dead. <laughs> That's what got me because I'm like, okay, I had to put myself like, all right, this is in the 80s. No one knows what she's talking about. No, no one knows. No Dice one is dead. knows he is dead. She doesn't tell them. She just starts singing some sad song, and then later at home they're like, oh, she was like, that's why she was so sad. One thing I've learned through all of this is that Reaganomics is bad for all of us, <laughs> and it's if you need some money. So I was like, is Ronald Reagan dead? <laughs> Not yet. That one, that one was wrong with Timothy. Timothy was out here in that Reagan numbers. He was like, look at bro, I need my money, okay? Uh, and who knows? Maybe also in this universe, if he didn't pay Silk, Silk was going to kill him. So he had to make it. Oh, y'all killing me. Oh, uh, God. He was so, like, look, man, I'm going to down the end of my rope. I told Nino Brown I'm going to give him his money. That's why I'm going to need this $100,000 right here. So the uh, the deu the deu Deus ex machina of this whole thing is the letter Dice writes to Billy that gets to her dressing room that tells her, "Oh, we found your mom. She's over here." Yeah. Well, here's the worst. And part. then she goes straight there right yeah, after in the a show. Limo. In a yeah. limo. And she didn't pause, take a pee break, or nothing. We gonna put a pin in that. She went to go find her mom, and she was like. I will, the woman was like, well, I can't help you. Obviously, she knew who her mama was. She just didn't like the bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, look, some people just disappear. Get the fuck out of my face. I ain't, I ain't telling you. Now, we go meet the mom, and the mom got a house. So, obviously, she done paid some property taxes somewhere, right? <laughs> the mom, She got herself even, together and made some money. I yeah. didn't even recognize the mom. I was like, is this her? That would a perm do for you. Cause the mom I was like, she's not drunk and shouting, come up on stage, Billy. <laughs> Come up on stage. It would have been so funny if she hugged her and she was like, she whispered in the ear, so I was like, he got $10. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, they're like, what, mama? Like, you said you were sober. Yeah, I 
your daddy. I'm on. I'm on that with your daddy thought you were what a white girl. Oh, <laughs> you know what's funny? Also, if when the mom oh, comes God. out of the house, the dad also comes out of the house. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God, that'd be! I was in an orphanage, and and the dad was like, "Baby, it, I love your mama. I don't like you, oh, right?" God. And she's was fixated on keeping you around, <laughs> right? And as soon as she left you, I was like, "Yes." No, it'd be funny, if, and then the dad come out and like more little mulatto kids come out like <laughs> these are the children that we want to have. Okay. <laughs> They weren't always running around the house hitting high notes, <laughs> trying to sing and shit. These kids, look, your brother, your brother David here is an investment banker, right? <laughs> and she's a tax attorney. So. <laughs> All right. So what do you do? What do you do? How'd you get here? I sold out Madison Square Garden. Sold out. Ma- what about an album? I don't have. But don't have an album. I was like, no. Oh, you put out an album? No. 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 Let me see your contract. I, well, how much? How much they pay you? I don't know. I know what? it's not a lot. Cause Billy died over hundred thousand dollars. I sing. <laughs> not well. What else? What else you do? <laughs> so yeah. So it ends with um, on a low note <laughs> with mom and Billy uh, walking off into the countryside. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, and it's like this. What Billy doing for a follow up? <laughs> did she come out? Did it say there was no like? So Billy came out with her album and it hit number one, or it's called you know what, no, no, number one the rocket. What, I, what, <laughs> I, what, what I'm what I'm wondering is the guy who drove over there, the limousine driver. Yeah, what a, he's like. So uh, you gonna have to pay me? Like I drove to Maryland. He's like, so I was like, uh, my wife is waiting for me. Um, I have to take the kids to school. <laughs> it is Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so the movie ends like that. Um, I wanted to look at some some goose here that IMDb posted. Um, aside from the, you know, uh, the song I didn't mean to turn you on. Um, and Dice is on the cover of Spin magazine. And this was in 1983. But uh, Spin did not start until 1985. Mm. Okay. Uh uh, it's supposed to be set in the early 80s, but there are shots of people walking on the street with uh, modern cell phones. I saw mm-hmm. that. Yes. Um, uh, when she sings, I didn't mean to turn you on in the rehearsal for the award show. The mic cord is wrapped around her hand and arm, and then it changes on the microphone stand in every shot. In every shot, it's in a different place. Oh, <laughs> you know what? IMDb is kind of petty. Well, these are other these are people submitting these. Oh, really? Yeah, people submit these, and this just goes to show like these people did not know what they were doing. Uh, it was set in New York City, but it was shot in Toronto, and there are clear Toronto landmarks. <laughs> is the CN Tower in this or something? Did yes. I oh, Jesus! <laughs> they said the CN Tower and the Sky Dome are the background of oh, several shots. God. Yeah, it's, it's what's funny is like you, you're supposed to have a director, like consistency consultant directors and things like that who like take note. Like you look at the dailies and like, okay, this is what we should do. It's like they shot the scenes like weeks apart. Like, how do we have the microphone? Shit, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how, like, okay, Greg, to end this. Yeah. What's the budget? What did it bring home? Eh. Uh, Let's see. 
You can get that from Wikipedia. Ah, uh, glitter. She had that glitter on her arm here. too. Just a second. I'm trying to pull it up here. I think I got it. Let's okay. see. Five point three million? Wait. To, to make? No, twenty two no, to make. Twenty two <clears throat> to make. Five point three take uh by the box office. Twenty two million to make. Yeah. Damn. You know what's really cra- even crazier? And this is gonna be dark. This came out September twenty first, two thousand one. As if we weren't going through enough. Yeah. I'm surprised they didn't push this back. Like, you know, do we really need another tragedy? <laughs> All right, guys, 9-11 happened. Oh, the soundtrack was released on September 11th. Jeez. Oh, Jesus. It'd be, funny, it'd be funny if the guys were like, you know what? America, we, I, I think I'm changing my mind. <laughs> America has done enough and their penance <laughs> will be handled by I mean, Allah. But that was already planned. Hold on. Be handled by Allah. And the guy was like, I need you to listen to the soundtrack. <laughs> burn the infidels! How dare you do that to Terry Lewis? I'm a ride carry, y'all. Let me stop. It's so bad. Um, Somehow the soundtrack sold three million copies. Because Mariah, everything Mariah Carey touched the goal, except for this movie, apparently. That was back when people were still feeling Mariah Carey. What album came out around this time? Butterfly was right before that. Yeah. yeah. And then um, after that was um, Rainbow was after that. Yeah. I think Butterfly was the highest one, wasn't it? I don't know. Rain- Rainbow was before. Rainbow was before? And then after Glitters, then it was The Greatest Hits, and then Charm Bracelet. <clears throat> Charm Bracelet, yeah. That didn't do very well. No. The name sounds awful. Because she didn't really have her comeback until the emancipation of Me Me. And I was like, who the hell is Mimi? Is that her nickname or something? That's, that's, that's Ben. That's <laughs> 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 Emancipation of Mimi. Oh, oh, okay. So hold on, hold on. So at the 22nd Golden Raspberry Awards, a.k.a. the Razzies, it won Worst Actress Mariah Carey. Get, you know, hey, I didn't think that she got um, recognized for her performance, but it sounds like she did. <clears throat> Vondi Curtis Hall was nominated for Worst Director. Max Beasley, who was Dice, was nominated for Worst Actor. What does Matt Beasley do now, um, Greg? I know he work at Target. No, he's in some stuff. Like, he's in some episodes of Suits. He's he's actually been working. Really? Yeah. 20th Century Fox got nominated for Worst Picture. Worst Screen Couple, Mariah Carey's Cleavage. Yeah, her titties were doing the most. At some points, Razzie just starts hating. Yeah. <laughs> Worst Screenplay. What's the stinkers? I never heard the stinkers before. No, That's I haven't. <clears throat> but yeah, the it won worst pick. It was not for worst picture. It won worst actress. It won worst song for Loverboy. And worst on screen couple for Mariah and Max Beasley. Pearl Harbor was nominated that year. That was a big. Apparently, this is a Freddie Got Fingered one for worst picture. <clears throat> Driven, Glitter, Pearl Harbor, and Three Thousand Miles to Graceland. I've never seen Driven. Yeah, I've never seen some of these. Oh, Sylvester Stallone. Okay, I know what that is. <clears throat> so, um, so Terrence Howard completely unscathed from this film. Oh yeah, yeah he made it, man. He got with Taraji. Um, 
So, yeah, I mean, I have nothing else to add. Okay, guys. This has been enjoyable. Don't watch this movie. <clears throat> I don't know. If you want a good laugh. Yeah, I mean, if you Not want to. Not even for a go good for laugh, it, man. You know. Make it a drinking game. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right, so we'll get to um, my earworm of the week. Uh, this song is on my We Lit playlist. We Lit. And uh, it's a song called The Feel by Little Brother. They came out with an album a few months ago. May the Lord Watch. They had been uh, on hiatus for a very long time. And, uh, yeah, I just like this song. So this is The Feel by Little Brother for their album May the Lord Watch. And we'll be right back. You are watching UBA. You Black Niggas Network. Raleigh, Durham, Chapel Hill. And they go like this. Feel me in. If I go too far, nigga, reel me in. Just making it real again. Tell me how to get back to the feel again. They say taste the truth. All days, all praises do. Party people in the place is true. Sure as the skies are a baby blue with no clouds or a trace of dew. The lost days of my hazy youth, where I paid my dues. And my niggas used to raise the roof and move units out of state on some real independent shit. Straight out the trunk like Ray Carruth. Ha, oh, look at what they made me do. Let the style flourish. Who taught food for thought was only for the malnourished. Talking to my cousin Little and he like, man, since y'all been gone, boy, these niggas got wild courage. Lucky I can rock a beat plus rock a rhyme Man from the land of lock, lids and ox and dimes From top of mines, got them so tight, tight Flexing on an old bike, I never forgot how to ride Just feel me in If I go too far, nigga, reel me in Just making it real again Tell me how to get back to the field again Get back to the field, relax and chill I got a license to ill again Back to the field again Get back to the field again Listen, ain't too much change. We all gotta go through. All right, that is The Feel by Lil Brother for their album May the Lord Watch. You can find that on our BTT YHT Earworms playlist on Spotify right now. So that brings us to the end of this episode. Oh, let me bring us all back on the screen here. There we are. All right, so, uh, Abraham. Hmm. Uh, we always ask our guests if they want to be found, where can they be found? So only tell people where they can find you that you're willing to, you know, whatever information you're willing to give out. I mean, I haven't been on the, uh, social medias like that in a while. Um, I know I'm on Instagram, Avis Pimp. <clears throat> I know I'm on, um, on, um, Twitter, Avis Pimp. I rarely, <laughs> I rarely check that. Um, yeah. So you just type in Abus Pimp, you'll, you'll find <laughs> anywhere. It. Yeah, I mean it's it's pretty unique. So um, if you wanna, you know, critique me on some of my my musings, uh, be sure to hit me on Abus Pimp. Um, and I won't say I get to you, but you know, what else? <laughs> All right, Ben. Uh, where can we be found? All right, so many places we can be found. Um, check us out at facebook.com slash by the time you hear this. Damn, Ben, you trying to sell them dick or something? Why are you that? Like that? <laughs> you can also find us on Instagram at by the time you hear this. The Instagram as well as our, well, no, our Facebook page is spelled with the word you, Y-O-U. 
the Instagram as well as our Gmail. Um, by the time you hear this at gmail.com, it's spelled with the letter U, and that is because we're urban. We are very urban. Don't you forget it. Why is one felt like that? Why? Why you talking? <clears throat> Yo. I'm um. What's this, what's the guy's name from um? Night nine seven six five um, five five. <laughs> the the um the character that that guy played. I think Michael McDonald played him on um on um Mad TV. I can't think of his name. It's not Stanley, but it's like hi, I'm him. I I can't think of it. Never mind. It was a goof. Um, but yeah. So if you want to listen to us on the go, as many people do, listen with podcasts. Um, check us out on um, what's that Apple thing that all the Apple losers use? Apple Podcasts, yeah, on the iPhone, yeah. Jerk. Yeah. If you want to get one of these, this S10, fully customizable Android phone. Until it explodes in your pocket. Anyway, it ain't exploded yet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Look, if you buy any Samsung phone, do not deviate from the program and don't install anything else on it. You just keep it simple. Like you got to treat it like an Apple, uh, iPhone. Not really. Because, but anyway. Because the software does not handle mods well. Mine does. But anyway, um, Google Music, you can find us on their Google Podcast. All the podcast aggregate sites such as, oh, my phone heard me. <laughs> you can ask for a podcast. It heard me. It, it answered my call. <laughs> yeah. It ain't Siri. It's better. Um, you can also find us on CastBox, Overcast, TuneIn Radio, CastroPod. You can find us on Satchel Podcast Player, which lets you listen to podcasts in your area. Um, check us out, TuneIn Radio, Listen Notes, which has um, a search feature because of the great show notes that Greg compiles. So plenty of places to check us out. Tell your friends. Leave us a rating. It helps. Um, in less than five stars, and we're going to assume that you're a hater. Drinking yes. that hateration all up in this dancery. Or you like glitter. And that itself is You know what? Does she still is, is like she have a like rabbit fan base? Who do I get? Are we are we safe? Nah. <laughs> Probably not. I don't know. Nah. They were all they all they all date Nick Cannon. They all uh, <laughs> Nick Cannon's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh man. This movie was so bad I immediately watched The Star is Born. Just to watch something, a better music movie. How is that? Fantastic. Oh. The music is top. Every song is what should have this movie should have been. Like, every song is good. Like, really, really good. Hmm. Um, which is what makes me so mad about this movie because the, just, the music wasn't, you know. You know, she Beyonce was attached to Star in that originally, A Star is Born. Oh, yeah. It, well, yeah. Yeah. It was going to be yeah. her and Bradley Cooper. Yeah. And he and fought hard been... for... Uh, Weird. That'd been very weird. Yeah. He fought very hard for Lady Gaga. Why? Because she can sing. And Beyonce can't sing? She well, no, Lady Gaga could probably probably see that she could act. She could act. She oh, could yeah. Sing. Fox and Cleopatra. Like, he probably saw and that. And she could yeah. play all of the instruments in the movie. So, like, she didn't have to fake it. But that's another episode. Why do that's you hate episode. Beyonce? Beyonce? I don't hate Beyonce. I love Beyonce's voice. Like I said, and this is, this is the last thing I'm going to say about this. Whitney Houston talent. Mary J. Blige music. And not even good Mary J. Blige music. No. I do not feel like I want to kill myself to listen to a Beyonce song. Mary J. Whoa! <laughs> Mary hey, J. Blige let's is... Save, let's save it. Let's, let's end this episode. Whoa! Uh, <laughs> we're going to end it with the... Uh, it is actually the first track on Glitter, which is the Loverboy remix. Make my ears bleed! With the brat <laughs> and Ludacris. 
someone called 22 and Shauna. So very Atlanta centric. Yeah, it was. Remix for no reason. <laughs> uh, thank you all for listening. We'll talk to you very soon. Peace. Peace. Yeah. Hickey's on the chest or the toss of the hips. I'm lost in the mix, so I floss in the sea. Honey, I've done it, so I'm exhausted. Mo' paper, don't chase her. Now get it right with your heartbreaker. I keep it tight, but I'm no faker. Can laugh now, but you cry later. I think I like you in your freak clothes. Freak those in my specialized peep shows. And then I make it touch your knees to your elbows. Toes, curl, please treat a Melrose. It's the way to see I like it when we smoke that. Choke that. No doubt. You kinda got me like a fiend when you roll out. Now get your boys from my girl.